because the only way to assert the right to publish is to publish. Yes. However, um... Fritz. Is Fritz, Fritz there? What do you think? What, what do you think I should do? And I just... Forgive me, Bob. I... But... But it's just... It's so hard to... Um, try to make sense of, of how you could have done all these things. How you could... Yeah. I didn't... I didn't want to do it, but Fritz said I should go in and say a few words to the board, and so I, I, hmm. The, uh, oh yes. Let's, let's go. Let's, let's do it. Let's, let's, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's, let's. Hello and welcome to Salutations of Demise, a greeting card from Ramjack. Oreo Yo? Hey guys, welcome to Ramjack. I'm Alex. Uh, joining me today in the Ramjack studio is our good friend and co-host Brad. Hello, Rio Yo? And who's that over there? That's Jonathan. Hello. <laughs> Brad, what's happening? <laughs> Alex is having a stroke, I think. And a midlife no. crisis at the same time. It's a midlife stroke. <laughs> hey, guys. <laughs> if you came to Ramjack today not expecting to uh, hear us play a round of Oreo No, then guess what? You're not going to be disappointed. We are playing a game. <laughs> I got are real confused that during that. got real confused <laughs> during that. <laughs> if you're confused, that's the point. <laughs> Yeah, later in the day, later in this episode, we're going to be playing a round of Oreo No Cereal Edition. You're kind of making it seem oh. like that's the only thing we're going to do. <laughs> but Jonathan, no, wait, hold up. We're Shut also going to be Jonathan. talking about. <laughs> we're also going to be talking about television, an old television show called "The Many Loves of Dobie Gillis." Yes, that's right. true. That is correct. Yes. Just making sure. That's correct. True. Yes. Um. So yeah, stay tuned. You're gonna. Well, you're gonna love both of those, but. The secret theme of this episode is dementia. Ooh. They were supposed to guess that on their own. Thanks. We didn't pay all of this money to listen to you talk. (laughs) I just finished that episode today. Because it came out today. The day of our recording. Guys, I have some bad news. I know that you're fans of you like comedy, right? Would you say you're fans of comedy? Love yuck yucks. I love yeah, teas. Alex, what do you love? Uh, I, I I mean I enjoy teas like the next guy, but as an adult, I understand like I I get a perspective on it where I'm like, all right, it's whatever it is. I enjoy fun rides. Sure, that's that's very on brand for Alex. He does enjoy a fun ride. Well, today I'm sorry the last the laughter. I think it kind of died today. Maybe tomorrow morning we'll have a fresh perspective. But right now we're kind of in a mourning period. I don't know. If, I don't know if you know this. I don't know if I'm setting this bit up enough. But I mean, who even knows if the bit's worth all the setup? Maybe it needs more setup. Hmm. Maybe that could happen. <laughs> Guys, hmm. a TV show got canceled. Oh. No. No. It's a Showtime series. It's been canceled. And I don't know if I can really even tell you what it is because you're going to be so upset. Don't say it. It's the show Dice starring Andrew Dice Clay. It's his semi-autobiographical series uh, starring Uh Andrew Dice Clay as himself. And Showtime has decided that they gave it a fair run. I think we can all agree they gave it a fair run. 
but now, they will. Did they go back in time and cancel it like in the like early nineties when it would have uh, been on the air? No, Brad. Now that no, they did not do that. Scientifically, that's not possible. That's what I thought. This was a show that was on the air, you know, this year. This maybe this what? past year. What dice? And I, it's, it's been canceled. I'm, We're not going to get another season of it. I'm sorry. Jonathan, I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry about this, guys. What is DICE? DICE is a semi-autobiographical series chronicling the scripted fictional life of Andrew Dice Clay, the comedian. But didn't Andrew Dice Clay die like 30 years ago this very day? No, Brad. That's <laughs> a fallacy. That's a fallacy what you just put out there. That's not true. <laughs> Okay, Andrew Clay is very much alive. He, he he received rave notices from his turn in Blue Valentine, or whatever the fuck that Woody Allen movie was called. It was not called Blue Valentine. <laughs> That's another film. But he was in a Woody Allen film, and people said he was really good in it. And that's why they gave him a TV show, probably. But it's been oh. canceled, so. If, if, if you had said Shameless, I would have been curious as to why they eventually canceled that how many seasons has that been like six that's been on the air for like yeah six or seven years at this point if you had said homeland i would have said it's about time what if i told you that it ran this show dice starring andrew dice Uh clay what if i told you it didn't just run for one season and then was canceled how many seasons do you think it went before it got canceled you, I, I refuse to believe there's more than six episodes, tops. It ran for two seasons. What? And it's wow. been canceled. It averaged 823,000 viewers per episode across multiple platforms. That's pretty bad. That seems it's pretty, pretty bad. That seems kill for those bad. numbers, though, for Ramjack. I mean, <laughs> I'd listen, kill someone. Listen, as, as someone that's filled out uh, surveys about possibly having advertisers on podcasts, um, our numbers... Alex doesn't know what our numbers are. Our numbers could be anything. Numbers are very subjective. Very um, true. You can you can uh, write whatever you want in the surveys. (laughs) Surveys are meant for lies. Guys, I don't know how podcast advertising works, but I filled out a survey. Did I inflate numbers? Who knows? There's no accurate way of checking, really. No, unless you go to elaborate lengths to do that. But yeah, especially and ours is self-hosted. Like so. There's really no way they would ever know. It's true. It's true. It's true. Just saying. Just saying. Numbers. Numbers are a mystery. But, you know, we're all going to have to deal with this on our own time, so I think maybe we should just let th- put that aside. We'll, we'll grieve on our own time. We're never going to get season three of Dice, starring Andrew <laughs> Dice Clay, Don't. created by Scott Armstrong, who, who brought us Old School and The Hangover Part 2. What is never? What has Andrew Dice Clay been doing for the last twenty years? Because I, I forget that he's still alive. He was getting ready for his show Dice on Showtime. <laughs> he spent the last twenty years getting himself physically and mentally prepared. Guest stars? You want guest stars from these two seasons? Natasha Leggero, Lorraine Bracco, Adrian Brody, of course. He'll do anything. Michael Rappaport, sure. Wayne Newton, Chris Angel, Rita Rudner, guys. We're not going to get a season I mean, three. Well, there's always crowdfunding. <laughs> I'm sure those 800,000 people would come out of the Let's woodwork to see the movie. Three. No, not maybe not season three. Maybe just one last hurrah movie. Like season an hour and a three half. via Kickstarter. Jiminy Critic says, brilliant and underrated show. Sorry to see it end. Who? 
Jiminy Cricket of Jiminy Disney Critic. Fame? Jiminy Critic. Critic. Oh, Jiminy Critic yes. of everyone's favorite. Oh. Um. JiminyCritic.blogspot.com JR, JiminyCritic.wordpress.com JR says, just finished season two and enjoyed it a lot. Sorry to see it go. Uh, I don't, I don't, I, I, well, cool, cool. I don't want to, I'll say it, I didn't want to say it. I feel like there's a genuine lack of, of, uh, dice content? (laughs) Well, dice content, but I would say sincerity in their comments about sorry to see it go i'm sure the show seemed to be truly lamenting it was garnering over eight hundred thousand viewers a week so i'm sure that there have to be some people a lot of people a scary number of people who genuinely are upset about this show being canceled i mean but who are those people hickory dickory doc the mouse Uh. ran up the clock he fucking sucked my cock. <laughs> I don't know how those go. <laughs> no, no one does. Like no one does. I, no one does. Like Andrew Dice Clay is like uh, a joke. Has been like he. The idea of him has been a joke since the '90s. But when he, I'm not kidding. When he did that Woody Allen movie with Kate Blanchett a few years ago, people uh. acted like that acted like a diamond in the rough had been discovered. Like, oh my God, how did we not understand that Andrew Dice Clay had these depths? We need to be putting him in everything. And then he was in nothing after that. (laughs) I think if he was truly that talented, we would have seen him in another movie after that came out, but we didn't. It's because he was getting ready to create two seasons of Dice for Showtime. (laughs) We don't need him. He's, He's unneeded. Jimmy Green says, good news. Now, if only this old POS would just disappear off the face of the earth. Oh, Jimmy Green. So Alex many is, Jimmies. Is so that, many Jimmies. Is that your, well, Jiminy, Jimmy. Alex, is that your brother? <laughs> I am Jimmy, Jimmy Green. Green. I hang out on the variety comment sections. <laughs> um, Maybe a distant cousin, oh. but I'm not sure. Distant. Unconfirmed. Oh, but enough. Jim J. Critic says, ah, what a show. <laughs> Wow, a, t- a TV show. <laughs> Man who discovers TV for the first time says, wow, a TV show. Well, these are moving pictures. Damn. Oi, oi, oi. Well, R.I.P. are not. You know what show, we'll be talking about it more later, but it really, I really think that the Dobie Gillis show needs a reboot. Like, the fact that was canceled <laughs> boggles my mind. I, I don't think... It ran for also... Come on, Alex. That show ran for 148 episodes. <laughs> I think it got its mean? shot. <laughs> also, I don't I don't want to see an updated Maynard G. Krebs. I don't want to know like, what that would look see, like either. I don't want to see Hipster Maynard. No. They would make it much more diverse. I mean, we'll get there. But they would make, a reboot would be much more diverse, I'm sure. Maybe he would be bisexual. Maybe he would be hooking up with men and women. But a TV oh. show that's just about hooking up? Actually, yeah, Alex, I think this is probably a good idea. <laughs> I mean... Make him buy. He fucks everyone. <laughs> make it like a gossip girl. Make it filthy and stinky. <laughs> Have you guys seen or seen the trailer for the new Heathers? No, I know someone who's in that show. What? Stop it. <laughs> Please tell me that on no level were you genuinely having that reaction. <laughs> the TV Amazing. Land series Heathers on TV Land? 
I thought it was well. It's an it's a Paramount exclusive. I don't know what that but means. But <laughs> what the fuck is their Paramount streaming channel? Other than I had no idea. I, I, okay, fair enough. Well, it's a TV Land show, so if it's premiering on their streaming network too, that's one thing. But it is like a like a cable network show. That. Yeah, that is interesting. But TV but, Land cancels you know, all of their shows within like a season, so it's probably not long for this world not to be a drip about it. I'm upset to learn that TV Land has original programming. A lot of it. Yeah, that's kind of strange. A lot of it. Because, I I mean, I haven't had television in a while, but I, I need TV Land to be showing episodes of Dovey Gillis. Yes, that's where it should belong. That's, but don't you, wouldn't you have, for. wouldn't you have, no, it's not anymore. No, that that's like Full House, Roseanne. It's been like that for like, it's like Boy Meets World at this point. You need to go to like, whatever that other channel is, the actual proper TV Land but they, oh. they they had to create they that was years ago they created a second network because they didn't want to show all that old stuff anymore they had to like I, make another fucking PTL. channel i know Proper i'm an TV old land. man complaining yes, you about are. old man things yep but like i want my history channel to have history on it i want the nope. learning channel to have educational programming and i want fucking tv land to show me old black and white tv shows never you have to watch like I don't me know. tv or like my tv <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if that's you being an old man, Brad. I think that's just <laughs> I would I would say that's 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 a reasonable ask given the name of those channels. It's it's more like the sensible the sensible stance on it. But you sound like those an alien. You videos. sound like those Generation X guys that's like what happened to MTV? They used to show videos. <laughs> TV Land well, they're offshoot and they're killing it. TV Land offshoot channel. Hmm. No way. That's the worst name ever. Alex, that's not the name of it. <laughs> I'm oh, doing, I I'm doing it a basic Google sh- Google search. Um, you got me. <laughs> you got me. <laughs> he got me. Ooh, you really got me, girl. <laughs> Guys, let's let's move on. I'll, if I find the, the name of that alternate channel for Brad to soothe his old man wounds. <laughs> Listen, I'll just... Look, I got YouTube. I can watch old TV shows all I want. Why are you so upset? <laughs> it's fine. I don't need. I don't need these channel names. Brad, let's talk about movies we've seen. Movies, Brad. This is a movie podcast. <laughs> yes, it's guys. Um, it's uh, it's the week that we're talking about movies on this podcast. <laughs> um, I've seen a couple of movies. I saw um, The Shape of Water and uh, uh, The Post. One of those movies I quite liked. One of them was fine. I think I can. I think I can tell which one was fine. I think yeah. I know which one of those two is probably fine. Yeah, Shape of Water was great. Everyone should. Everyone should see it. It's a great, great movie. Um, Michael Shannon. Um, I was really upset to see Michael Shannon not playing a lovable everyman. <laughs> um, Manning. Uh, um, uh, um, a convenience store. Um. I would say it's more of a good store. Yeah, an an old-fashioned general store. Yeah, an old-fashioned Gillis family general store. I got through about five minutes of Pottersville, and I thought, this is not the time. (laughs) I couldn't get over how unsettling his performance was. I just, I I couldn't get over it. He's a real creep. He's a real fucking creep. I got to the furry reveal, and I thought, it's time to go. (laughs) Although I did find it, I found the delivery of Ron Perlman going, I'm a wolf. Yes. Because for whatever reason, Michael Shannon's character doesn't realize that Ron Perlman is dressed as a wolf. He keeps calling him, like, a dog or, like, a coyote. Yeah, he's like, yeah, yeah, it's very strange. There's a lot of jokes that don't land in that movie. Mm -hmm. Fascinating, though. Uh, But, yeah, Shape of Water. I enjoyed it. 
Um, so let's talk about the post. Okay, so the post. Uh, it's only a movie because Tom Hanks and Meryl Streep are in it. If they weren't in the movie, it really wouldn't be a movie. <laughs> yeah, not a lot it's of, barely a movie. Yeah, not a lot of star power, not a lot of... Uh, I mean... It does the it's, it does its job. It does its job, and it doesn't really do much more than that. It is the most paint by num- every piece of it is paint by numbers, including Tom Hanks uh, and Meryl Streep, just them being in it in the parts they're playing, and also Alison Brie playing a nothing character because that's apparently what she does for fun. I always think it's kind of amazing what? when she shows up in basically everything because I'm just like, I think her representation must be pretty damn good for them to be like, hey, do you want to just play this small kind of a nothing character in this Spielberg movie? And she's like, sure. Yeah. And she's like I doing mean, BoJack Horseman and she has Mad Men and all these other things on her resume. She's, yeah. I always think she is knocking it out of the park just by showing she's up. She's great. She's great. Oh, yeah. But the character is nothing. But, yeah, it's, but like she, and it's the same thing in Disaster Artist. Like, it's like, I just feel like she lives next door to the movie studio and is like, oh, do you guys need need some help today? Oh, yeah, I'll jump in. I'm a consummately professional actress and I can knock anything that you fucking give me out of the park. She's really a device because she only serves to sort of further humanize Meryl Streep's character. She allows Meryl Streep to deliver exposition about her dead husband. But beyond that, there's no, like, arc. It's not like they have a strained no. relationship as a there's mother and daughter. There's nothing there. Yeah, it's just to make it's just to make uh, this uh, wealthy uh, newspaper oligarch uh, seem like a human that we should care about for any reason, any reason except hashtag resistance. Uh, I mean, as we all know, the post is the movie my coworker Caleb. We all remember Caleb. He called a woman a cunt after talking oh. to her on the phone. This is the movie that uh, Caleb didn't see because he thought it looked like, quote, a fart. Now, Brad, would you say that this movie was, quote, a fart? No. Was it a a fart? No. Did you think that, were you annoyed? Do you normally get annoyed when movies lean politically either way? Because that's what annoys Caleb. (sighs) He gets annoyed. Like, left-leaning, right-leaning. Like, don't don't do that to me. Don't show your cards to me. I'm not on either side, so don't even try. I'm so Caleb. Fucking stupid. You're a cunt, and I hate you. Yeah, Caleb's an idiot. Caleb's a fucking monster. He's my monster. And I'll say, like, like uh, one of the complaints I have with the movie is it's not political enough, or at least it's political in the wrong ways. It's very old-fashioned. I felt like you know, it's not. I, I I agree that it's not as political as or like as open-hearted as a uh, Mr. Smith goes to Washington by comparison, but it does have those moments where like characters. Like that moment at the end where that woman is on the phone and she sort of recites that Supreme Court decision and like the music swells and everyone is just like beaming or like that moment where Odin Kirk is at the typewriter and the presses start to shake the room and he just smiles to him. That's very like old fashioned movie making to me. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, the power of the press. But beyond that, there's not too. I mean, it's a very like clean, simple, digestible message. it's also like fuck this shit and the fact that we're talking about Vietnam. Like we're talking about horrific, horrific things that were happening. But this movie it seems much more concerned with um, uh, the the news and the free press. And I'm like important, absolutely important. But it really, really just just jumps over like the bigger issues going on. Like there's like a couple of good moments. Um, where they're, like, like uh, focusing on what's going on. Yeah. Like, the actual, like, cover-up yeah. and conspiracies. Because, like, that's that's 
the big stuff and like they really slide up because they're they make nixon such uh um you know so much of the villain of this which uh, understandable of course but he's a very uh, distant figure at the same time he's like a very cloaked is, in yeah. shadow thanos like figure exactly but like it's like oh he's the big evil and like oh we, we're, we're the news and we're gonna fight nixon but it's like we really barely touch on like kennedy and and everything like leading up to this all because and there's a great scene with bob odenkirk odenkirk who is great in this he is genuinely one of the best things in it i think um when he goes and sees all all the the pentagon papers and it's in like he's just taking in all the shit that's there and the the enormity of the situation and what they're talking about well it's and that's great it's got a weird structure because like they can only really do that they can only reference the materials in front of them and that's very like dry and not very like visceral like the beginning of the movie is in vietnam proper but once we leave vietnam we never go back there we're like staunchly yeah. in like the world of the press and like I mean, good for them for, like, understanding, like, no, we're going to, like, we choose our focus. We choose where, like, the boundaries of the movie are, as opposed to like, doing a very big, broad, huge ensemble cast. Yeah, but the problem is, like, what we're supposed to, like, what we we skip over all that, and so that we can focus on on the fucking news oligarch, which, like, I, like, you, I, I can't feel that much sympathy like i i just i can't like she is like this wealthy person that doesn't care that much about the news until she fi- they finally get through to her they're like oh no this is like serious and you should like you should like really be in this and she's like oh you know i guess i do have to make the hard decision and great for her for doing it but they they I, give her a very simple uh, movie arc like they sort of simplify her as a person so that her arc is just I don't know how to run a newspaper. I'm nervous and I don't know how to make a decision. I'll let the men decide for me. But then at a certain point in the movie, she goes, no, I will not let the men decide for me anymore. I will take action on my own. And that's very like, again, easily digestible for an audience because then they can like applaud that and like, you know, think of her as being very brave. But, you know, motivations and, you know, impulses are much more complicated than that. Yeah. There's also a scene where her and and Robert McNamara are are like, oh, you know, Robert, I don't really blame you. I am very angry at you because you kept all this a secret and my son went to Vietnam, but I I still know you're a good person. Like, Robert McNamara is not a good person. Like, Robert McNamara is a fucking monster. I did kind of find that uh, stuff intriguing because I never really thought about that angle before that, like, the same people who would have just hung out with all of these major Washington figures would have to make a choice as to whether or not they were going to stick with those people or maybe right. maybe go to the other side and be like, I can't, like, I, I didn't understand that that's what was happening or maybe I did and I am very complicit. So they don't go too deep into it, I agree. But I, I, I never really thought about that angle before. So at the very least, I was like, oh, I mean, at least I'm thinking about something new by, you know, watching this movie. That's not much, yeah. but <laughs> it's something. <laughs> it's fine. The movie's fine. Why are the photos so fake? What? There are some photos that they pick up and look at. I'm like, oh my god, that's someone's head literally glued on a body. That's that's not a photograph in 2018, like a fake photograph. I've seen like goofy comedies that do a better job. Like we did that with Forrest Gump. Like we had Tom Hanks standing next to the president. Well, you can't make a photo. That looks like a paper doll. (laughs) 
Like, I'm Meryl yeah, Streep standing next to Kennedy. Like, no, you're not. That's not you. They made this movie in, like, five minutes in in three rooms, so... Um, the ending is very funny to me. I love how it sets up... It, it has, like, that Hollywood, like, modern thing of, like, sequel? <laughs> it really does. Uh, like, it seems like... No way. Yeah, because... Well, to spoil it, it's a, it's a fine movie. It's not a bad movie. To but, like, spoil it. I mean, to spoil it. Just the way that it's made. Just the way that it, like, sort yeah, of rolls yeah. out. It's hilarious. Yeah. Because... Oh, yeah. The newspaper, they decide, of course, to publish the Pentagon Papers. Spoiler alert. And... Meryl Streep and Tom Hanks sort of walk away from the presses, and he she says, oh, I'm just glad that this is over. I hope we never have to deal with something like this again. Evil music starts playing, like sinister <laughs> Nixon Thanos Infinity War music starts playing. We see, like, his shrouded fucking Shylock figure in the White House, and he's saying, like, I don't want you to ever put a Washington Post reporter in the White House ever again, ever again. And then we cut to the fucking Watergate Hotel as it's being broken into. And like, the, it's crescendoing. The music is going to a peak pitch. And of course, they can't, in case you're so stupid, you don't know what's going on. They have the guard walking into the room that's being broken into go, I think there's been a break-in at the Watergate Hotel. Credits. Yeah, Cause guys, this is just a wow. prequel to all the president's men. <laughs> In my mind, I'm like, what if they actually do go through with that, though? <laughs> oh, what if they just make Watergate, no. and it's just like they still focus on Meryl Streep and Tom Hanks for whatever reason? Oh, no. I found her much Sorry. more interesting than Tom Hanks' character. I felt like his character really had nowhere to go. At least she had a movie arc. His is just she like, did. I want to post the papers. That's all he had to play. Yeah. It's not They're much. They're playing cartoons. Um... Like, she had a character arc because the movie is about her because yeah, there's nothing else for the movie to be about. No. It's not that um, dramatic of a story overall. Like, yeah, I get that there's, no. like, the stakes of the press being, like, sort of pressured and maybe, like, if they lose the case, that that is going to affect how the press operates for the, you know, foreseeable future. I get the stakes. And I'm sure at the time it did feel really crazy for that to be going on. But when you turn it into, like, a TV movie of the week... It doesn't actually, it's very cozy, actually. You just sit there going, ah, they're going to be okay. <laughs> like you're drinking your Coca going, ah, they're going to be okay. <laughs> I mean, they're going to be okay uh, until uh, uh, many years later when they uh, they help uh, cheerlead us into the Iraq war. Ah, they're going to be okay. Thanks a lot, Washington Post. <laughs> and then they're sold to Jeff Bezos, yeah. who is a monster. Yeah, I didn't know that until afterwards. And I was like, oh, okay, so clearly... Uh, the nobility of the press uh, can be bought <laughs> yeah, <laughs> many absolutely. times over. What about that scene? Many times over. What about that scene after Meryl Streep first decides to publish, which I do think she plays really well, that like sort of that quavering nervousness before she finally, she says, do it, just publish him. Just I, I, do it, do it. Mm -hmm. Then it cuts to Tom Hanks and his wife and they're setting up her art studio and the wife just gets a monologue about how that was very brave. Let me further explain to you that character moment she just had that I didn't witness. She's a very brave character. I'm like, the I wife just, doesn't need a monologue. Like, I like I. What pisses me off about this movie the most is that like, it it makes me want to criticize it in ways that make me sound like people on the internet that I don't want to sound like. Yeah, because like, <laughs> yeah, because like the the shitty like uh, um 
like hashtag resistance feminist like stuff that we're we're really it's laid on this so thick there is a scene when they leave the courthouse and of course all of the reporters want to talk to the new york times people because they're the people that were you know that's really where the story is um we just made it we just made this movie about the post uh because um you know uh, Catherine graham's a more interesting character for a movie to be about i mean um, yeah i mean stark so, but true so they're they're leaving and of course no one's really asking about her because it's the post and nobody gives a fuck about the washington post at this time because it's barely a newspaper um which they do make a point of they they make a i think they make a a a fair emphasis on we're not much of a newspaper (laughs) yeah and then um as they're leaving all of these women that apparently are inspired by by Catherine graham just come up to her and give her knowing looks of appreciation like oh wow you're so inspiring to me. Nobody knows who the fuck Catherine Graham is. The all these young people that were there protesting weren't there to protest. Yay, free press. We gotta have the news. The news is so important. We love news. Don't take our news, Nixon. Um, they're they're protesting the Vietnam War, not the not to support fucking Catherine Graham. Nobody gave a fuck. Like fuck off, Spielberg. And it's like, of course we need. I think we. I don't have two minds about it because I do think we need like that sort of that that hope and inspiration like in like art and like what we're making. But when you're sort of making everything super clean and again, I'll just say it again, we're just making this to be digestible. It's not nearly as complex and shaded. Like if I don't know anything about her real biography, I don't know how much of a truly noble or sort of self-sacrificing person she was. But at the end of the day, she was running a major newspaper and you know that it was it's a for-profit publication so yeah it's crazy that we have to still distill these figures into very clean i mean nixon is the literal devil in this movie like you don't see his face because he's the devil and meryl streep there's a shot of her where that woman says oh uh you don't have to stand in that line follow me that like woman with the box she's like oh come come this way in that shot meryl streep is lit like an angel like yeah. an angel. It's so. I mean, we need. Fucking, we, we can't think that simply anymore. Like she, nobody's a, like, a martyr or a perfect no, person. No. And like I, if this if this just wasn't if this wasn't a true story. Like if you weren't just like perverting reality to make your movie. Like like make a fictional story that is like this over the top, and it would be so much easier for me to handle. But like. This is reality, and no, Steven Spielberg, you don't get to fucking Spielberg your way through history. Like, no. Alex? Like, no. Do you want to see the movie now? <laughs> um, I'll be honest, I wasn't interested in seeing it before we started talking, and now I'm definitely not going to see this movie. You don't want to see the don't... news queen? I already know. I Well, you guys spoiled the ending. I know Watergate <laughs> happens right after this. Starry, stinky so spoilers. Why? Why would I I watch this when I could just jump right to Watergate? (laughs) My favorite thing, though, is that they use the actual Nixon tapes. Really? (laughs) Richard Nixon is playing himself in this movie, which is amazing. That's awesome. Uh, Quick follow-up. Brad, if you want your classic black and white TV shows, it's apparently not a separate channel. Just, Just approach TV Land in the morning and their afternoon blocks. That's TV Land classic time, okay? Oh. Okay. And then at night you'll get uh, such, you know, great uh, original programming as the Jim Gaffigan show, which has been canceled. Or, um... Oh, darn. I-, I think the one show I actually would want to see, because 
it, it's called Teachers, and it features all of these Chicago like women who like went to make this TV show. And it's apparent I've seen like a lot of like little webisode stuff that they use to pitch the show, and it's very funny. I would watch that because it, the premise is good. It's just teachers at an elementary school. Like I like how simple that is. Like you can do a lot within that. But the Jim Gaffigan show, my aunt and uncle love Jim Gaffigan, and even they said that show was bad. Think about that. <laughs> Oof. Jim Gavigan is the wonder bread of comedians, right? <laughs> what about, uh, let's see, there's another TV show here for TV Land that you might be interested in. American Woman. Uh, it's an American sitcom starring Alicia Silverstone. Oh. And Cheyenne Jackson. Okay. It, it follows Bonnie, an unconventional mother, struggling to raise her two daughters after leaving her husband amid the rise of second wave feminism in the 1970s. Oh my God. The post-sequel. Oh, uh, oh um, now, um... Um, uh, one what? question, uh, um, do, do, do you think I, I, I should this? publish this Alicia Silverstone? Uh, why? Yes. Yes. Why, um, why is, why is the post, uh-huh. why what? is the post queen sounding a little uh-huh. bit like Maggie Thatcher? Oh, yes. I, well, I, I just don't know if I should publish the news or not. I'm the news queen, you see. Have you seen the Iron Lady, P.S.? No. It's crazy. No. That movie is so crazy. She's haunted by the ghost of her husband, played by Jim Broadbent, who just, like, shuffles in and out of the room like, I'm a ghost. Boo, you're going crazy, too. And she's like, no, I'm not. I'm Maggie Thatcher. Boo. <laughs> I take milk from children. Boo. <laughs> oh. Uh, so, clearly, Brad and I both saw The Post. And uh, before the post, Chris and I were sitting, enjoying the pre-show roll of all the, you know, fun commercials telling us to buy things, capitalism, capitalism. Then we saw a short film. I know that it's not really a short film, but it was three and a half minutes long. So I'm going to count it as a short film. (laughs) This could be entered into a festival. Uh, I'm going to explain it to you, and you're going to enjoy it. My explanation. You're going to enjoy it. You're going to fucking take your medicine and you're going to go to sleep. Uh, uh, Ooh, Ramjack babies. (laughs) Ramjack babies. I'm the Uh, adult. We'll talk about we'll talk we'll talk about that in a second. But please continue. Ramjack babies. Um, there's a real there's a real Muppet scandal going on. I don't know if you're aware. Oh, I'm aware of it. The new Muppet babies character. The penguin? Or the lack, the lack of an old Muppet Babies character. Oh, we can just talk about it now. <laughs> which one's which one's lacking? Is it Skeeter? Rolf? Oh, Ske- Skeeter's out. Skeeter's no out. No Skeeter. Wow. Yeah. But I assume her brother is in the show, and that's what the problem is. Scooter's there. We got no Skeeter, uh, but we do have a new female penguin character. Yeah. Yeah. A little purple penguin character. Hashtag justice okay. for Skeeter. <laughs> <laughs> so, the short film... Uh, okay, so it starts off, uh, we're on a suburban road, and there is a van filled with uh, giggly sort of uh, best friend girls, like under the age of like 10. They're all like nine years old, and they're having a lot of fun. Like the radio's playing, they're like just giggling, 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 talking about their fun pool day that they're going to have. And their dad, who's like a white 30-something Seth Rogen schlub, is in the, uh, he's driving. And uh, everyone's having fun. And we kind of cut away from that for a moment to a woman. And she's in her home. And she looks out the back window and she notices that the gate is open. And she can't find her dog. She keeps saying, you know, muffin, oh, muffin. I've seen it. You've seen it? Okay. Alex, have you, it. Okay. Alex, have you seen no. this? 
Okay, no. then Brad, this is just for Alex. The, the, the reveal at the end of this, the woman is calling out for her dog. I can't find my dog, I can't find my dog. So she gets out her phone. We cut back to the dad. He notices his phone is vibrating, but he doesn't pick it up. It's in like the cup holder because uh, he, he, he knows that he needs to concentrate on driving. So he turns the music up on the radio <laughs> to sort of maybe, wow. I guess, drown out his wife. <laughs> And there's also a joke where, like, the girls are saying, like, Jenny loves Brand- Brandon, Jenny loves Brandon. And the dad is like, come on, girls, cut it out. I mean, but she does like him, doesn't she? And they're like, ah, blah, 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 blah. turn up that radio. And they, he drops all the girls off at the pool. And he goes, I'll, I'll see you. I'll pick you up at three. Don't worry. There's a parental chaperone there who waves at him. It's not like he's abandoning the girls at the public pool, which would be insane. And uh, he gets another vibrating call from his wife. So he pulls over, like he pulls over to the side of the road to answer the phone. And she's like, um, the girls left the gate open again. Like, I can't find the dog. And he's like, oh, okay. I I bet he's over at the Miller's again. Like, that's where he was last time. And she's like, okay, I'll go over there. I'm going to be so late. I'm sorry. I I didn't mean to like, like, I'll, I'll, I'll see you later. I love you. And he's like, I love you too. And he starts, he starts driving again. And at one point, like an older black man comes out to the mailbox at the side of like, at the end of his yard and the side of the road. And the, he gets like a, the dad gets a text, but he doesn't pick up the phone to look at it while he's driving. And he goes right by the black guy. Like they sort of make eye contact. Maybe he waves, but he keeps driving. And that's when he hears from the back seat, hi. And the white guy turns around and there's a little boy that wasn't there before. And he's like, oh, who are you? And he's like, I'm Jeremy. I'm a friend of your daughter's. And he's like, you are? Were you there the whole time? And he's like, yeah, can you drop me off? My house is just down the street. And he has a soccer ball. And the guy's like, oh, uh, okay, that's, yeah, that's fine. And he's like, oh, so you play soccer? And he's like, yeah. He's like, what, what position do you like want to play on your team? And he's like, I want to be like the striker. And he's like, oh, the striker. That's that's the guy on the team that gets all the girls. And the kid who's like eight, sort of like bashful blushes. And his wife is texting him and like calling him again. And the kid goes, do you want to get that? And the dad goes, no, I would never do that when I have like a kid in the car. And the kid goes, that's okay. You can take it. And the dad picks up the phone. And as he's picking up the phone, the kid goes... <laughs> I'm not even here. And as he's answering the phone and he hears the kid say that, he looks in the rearview mirror and the kid's not there anymore. And he rounds the corner, the dad rounds the corner and that little boy with his soccer ball is bolting into the middle of the street to get the soccer ball. And right as the dad looks up, you hear the kid in the voiceover go, I'm right there. And the camera cuts, like the shot cuts to black and it's like distracted driving is never a good idea. <laughs> I I rewatched this. It's on YouTube. Yeah. It's one of the most bone chilling. Like I haven't seen a horror movie this year in 2018 that it's can creepy. be. The video is called "The Unseen." It can wait. The Unseen. That's a horror movie title. Hey, hey, Ghost Kid. If you didn't want to get killed, hey, Future um, Ghost baby, Kid. Stopped. Stop urging me to answer my phone, Ghost yeah, Kid. That's... No, future Ghost Kid. <laughs> it's like the Ghost Kid is time traveling to create his own death. God has I condemned to him die. to a loop. I need to die. 
take that call <laughs> about your dog. This guy's responsible. Like, he's always responsible. And the one time this ghost kid tricks him, he kills the kid. That's horrible. Guys, yeah, this when is... you're driving, do not listen to ghost children. Can you drop me off? Uh, oh my God. <laughs> there were four little girls in this van. I know for a fact there was not a little boy here. You don't exist, ghost boy. <laughs> I am not picking up that phone. Pick up the phone. You're right. I'm not here. I'm there. I'm there. <laughs> I'm here as I'm slitting your throat. <laughs> if I have to slit your throat to create my own death, I'll do it. <laughs> I couldn't get over it. It, like, fucking left chills it's, in my body. It is. Yeah, it's fucking weird. And it's long. It's, it's so long. long. I, the three and a half minute version is not as long as what we saw in the theater. I think there's, like, probably, like, a two minute version. But it does the trick. <laughs> yeah. Oh, just explaining it. <laughs> I'll never drive distracted. Never, never, never. Also, uh, hey, hey, Dad, why don't you have like a dash mount for your phone? Like, come on. Yeah, that's gonna. Twenty eighteen. Just take the call. Together. Just like, boop. like if it's if you can do yeah, if it's hands free, depending on like whatever your state's laws are, you're probably fine. Don't worry about it. And don't I turn the radio up. Get a little magnet thing. It just sticks right there. Well, if you want to be focused, don't turn up the music and, like, have a fucking jam party with the little girls. Like, that's distracting. That's, yeah. That kid was going to die whether he picked <laughs> up a phone or not. He ran in the yeah. middle of the road. It's a, it's a dumb kid running into the middle of the road. And they do a fake also, out with the old I'm black man. I'm much more worried about the dog than that kid. We never see the dog. Is the dog at the Miller's? Is the we'll never know because that kid's probably dead, and then the dad probably went through the windshield. <laughs> yeah, everyone's dead. <laughs> that little girl doesn't. Where is the dog? Where is the dog? That's what I want to know. Assuming that this this is like, let's say it's an artistic piece. What does the dog represent? It's the it's a distraction. Everything is a distraction, but you need to have a pure pure sense of concentration. Don't let your wife talk to you. Don't let ghost boys talk to you. Don't let dogs distract you. <laughs> you have to be out anything, you have to be looking for that old black man checking his mail. <laughs> I really wonder if some people are like I mean we are obviously in a joking way saying don't let ghosts distract you. But I wonder if some people who believe in ghosts are like, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. can't let them get no. to you while you're driving. That's so weird. That happened that something very similar happened to me. Something very similar. Uh, there was a little girl, not a boy. It's slightly different, so you oh. know it's real. Um, oh. It was a little girl in the back seat, and she said, "Hi, my name's uh, Amy Pendergrast." Oh. And later at the barbecue, I was like, "Oh, I thought I heard like a little girl named Amy Pendergrast." And people were like, oh, "You're new to the neighborhood. You haven't heard about her? She's been dead." You, you, you know, um, one time oh. I saw. I, I believe I, she's I, back. I, I, um, I'm very nervous. I, I thought I saw. <laughs> The ghost of my husband at a, at a barbecue. We were with a lot of other rich fuckholes, and and we were all just being rich fuckholes together. And I I, I didn't want to say anything. I was very nervous because uh, I saw the ghost, and and he was and I, I he looked at me. I, I didn't know what to do because I I, I I am the news queen. I picked up my dog Chumley oh. Biscuit Junior, <laughs> and I said, Oh, buff. I was, and I said, Robert McNamara, you you lied us into war for decade for a decade, and and my son went to war, and that made me very cross. And I gave him a stern glance, <laughs> and, and then, then I, I threw said, a party Let's for go him. drink champagne from the from the corpses of Vietnamese children. She does have that line oh. where she's like, 
I mean, thank God my summer came back alive. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I mean, sure. No mention of any of the Vietnamese at any point in this movie, by the way. They don't exist. Also, her son is in one scene at the beginning of the movie, and then we never see him again. His son, her son I didn't is, even remember seeing him. He's on the couch, and he says something like, Mom, <laughs> and then he just leaves. <laughs> he doesn't even have a scene with his sister. It's like, what the fuck is going on? But there is that scene where sexy uh, 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 Alison Brie gets to just lounge in little fuzzy slippers and re- they're reading like 19 newspapers and she's just like lounging. <laughs> what a what a gig. Just sitting in a slip in slippers, just being like, I'm in a scene right now with Meryl Streep. <laughs> I don't have to do shit. I sit here smoking. <laughs> I'm going to wave at, uh, at Tom Hanks later. Buff. <laughs> Paychecks, please. Thank you. Paychecks, please. <laughs> Do you know how long it took me to record that last season of BoJack Horseman? Two hours. <laughs> I got paid so much money. God, she's the best life. Ah, good career. I mean, I mean, like no, oh, yeah. no irony, no facetious, like no bitterness. Rock solid career. <laughs> she figured it out, or she just found great people. I don't. Sometimes you can be a real dumb dumb, and you just find the right people. Doesn't matter. Channing Tatum. Channing Tatum wanted that Gambit movie made. Took him 14 years, but they're making it. Sometimes you just got to be stubborn about it. <laughs> you just got to be headstrong, and they'll just... We'll give you money. Channing, eventually. Channing, you've been asking about this Gambit movie for the last 16 years. For the love of God, if we make it, will you shut the fuck up? I just want to play Gambit. <laughs> Why? Why? No one. James Franco, you're not going to play Multiple Man in an R-rated Multiple Man movie, which is a real thing that's in development. <laughs> With James Franco? Yes. Well, probably not, no. considering the recent revelations. But yes, okay. that was a definite news I, story. I, Multiple. I, I would. No, that would love that movie. I just don't want James Franco. Why? Why would he want to do that? Any? Why does James Franco do anything? <laughs> I, uh, Including, I mean, trick women into playing it, prostitutes in his short films. <laughs> Why doesn't if he's going to do something? How about go to a speech therapist and get rid of that fucking lisp, Franco? Or stop tricking people into playing prostitutes. <laughs> I got this great role for you. Do you want to do it? Say yes. Say yes. I know you're at my acting school and you want to be an actor. Say yes. Hey, hey, you're a prostitute. Yes. Gotcha. Tricked ya. I'm going to go down on you in this scene. Oh, you didn't say anything about taking my top off, but now you are saying I should take my top Actually, off. Actually, I did say something about it. You just didn't recognize it because you couldn't understand me because of my list. This is your James Franco? <laughs> No, that's 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 James Franco. If he had more, slightly more of a list, but only slightly more. <laughs> I, I don't think I've ever noticed. Maybe I should be paying more attention. Fucking hell! Nobody, it's 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 like he has a fucking genie that no one recognizes that James Franco has a list. Alex, I think this is Brad's Pentagon Papers. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I'm going to expose it to the world. People are Everyone's trying to suppress to this big story. Ev- Everyone doesn't seem to recognize uh, you can't uh, be a leading man and have a lisp, James Should Franco. I tell the people that James has... He's such a good family friend. He came out to Betty Bunkport. <laughs> I, I remember we were all in my yacht together. And, we can't do this. And you are having such a fine time. We, we, were, we were convincing uh, young actresses to, to be prostitutes or something. <laughs> and, and something. Having a... Having a a glorious time just laughing at the corpses of the Vietnamese and and uh, someone says do you think he has a list but I didn't want to say anything I was so frightened oh Alex Brad and I have been talking a lot how are you <laughs> guys I'm a okay 
Do you have any tales of domesticity that I actually really enjoy? Like the Pine Derby story. Give me something wholesome like that. Now. Now. Um, I'm trying to think of something that would be wholesome. I'm talking Norman Rockwell uh, roasted turkey. My my daughter has started to take her first steps, and all it took was a tape measure. Um, (laughs) This sounds like a Laura (laughs) Wimsett. This sounds like a Laura Wimsett column. (laughs) Hold on, I'm I'm all for it, but I'm getting some very familiar vibes right now. (laughs) So she's been standing up with the assistance of things for a while now, but. the other day, she, without touching anything, just stood straight up and then looked at all of us and smiled, stood there for, you know, seconds, and then she plopped back down and then crawled away. Of course, that led to standing for a lot longer, and now she's just, like, standing all the time on her own, just, like, chilling, just, like, standing up, looking around, living life. She's a little thing. But... <laughs> She never took steps until recently. I was using the tape measure to measure a room. And she went over to the tape measure because it was on the floor, grabbed it, and just freaking was bending it, shaking it, was enamored by it. Well, I guess the way that she held it helped her gain, I guess, the confidence she needed. So she picked up she picked up the tape measure and she held it up and she's like looking at me. And she, she has it in both hands, and it's like a, like a little arc between her hands. And she looks at me, and she moves one of her feet forward a little and kind of smiles. And then she just straight up walks, just like bam, 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 looks at me, and then sits down. But like definitive, like strong strides. Nice. And it was a beautiful thing. I caught it on, I caught it on film. I'd seen that she was standing up with a tape measure a lot, which was weird. <laughs> and then I thought she might walk, so I'm just I'm just gonna have it ready. I got it all on tape. I thought to myself, awesome. not tape, nice. but tape. I thought to myself, Vera's being weird. I better get the camera. <laughs> Vera's being kind of weird. Vera, you're Poor being weird. Girl. She's sick right now. Oh, she's um she's congested. She doesn't have the flu, but she um uh, has like a little stomach, like a little virus. And little kids with virus, they just can't they can't hang. Well, I'm glad you it's, I'm glad you brought this up because you know I I've been thinking about it, and I I think I know when this show should end. I think I know when Ramjack oh. should end. And I think it should be when Vera goes to the prom. The day, the day that Vera goes to the prom, we will record the final episode of Ramjack. Indeed. That'll be the last episode of movies, movies, of Dillis, music, and Oreo no, TV shows, podcast. and Dobie. <laughs> and me, the podcast. But will, but will we still do our other podcasts on the feed or not? What about secret I themes? What about secret themes? Secret themes could go on forever True. until the ultimate secret. Ladies and gentlemen, real. welcome our guest for this week's episode of Secret Themes, Adam Carolla. <laughs> oh, uh, what? Uh, what? The longest running secret in podcast is history. that Adam Carolla is my father. <laughs> Whoa! Whoa! Yikes! Um, I'm trying to think of other stuff that happened recently, but I can't really off the top of my did head. Did you know that Adam Carolla and Tom Hanks? Uh, no, <laughs> no, that's not a team up. That's not real. Sorry, I, I fucked up. We were talking about Tom Hanks. Adam Carolla and Tim Allen are making a uh, documentary called Safe Spaces. Fuck off. Or maybe it's called No what? More Safe Spaces. You get the idea. It's called Assholes. It's called the movie. It's called complaining because college audiences don't understand what the fuck you're even talking about anymore, and they don't find you funny. Are they do understand what you're talking about, and they're not interested? Oh man, 
Oh, brother. Because it's 2018. But I'm sorry, Alex, if you if you do think of any other domesticity tales, please feel free to share. I think it's bullshit we'll that those other kids had cars that were not within the weight restrictions. That's fucking goddamn bullshit. I probably would have said something. Like, who do I need to talk to? Weigh this car right now. <laughs> it was it was so pre- prevalent that I don't think anyone would have actually done anything. It's, it, it, it seems it like seem... an open secret that nobody's yeah. adhering to these rules. They would have gotten a scale, put the car on it. It would have been six, seven, uh, genuinely eight to nine ounces because these things were heavy. And they'd look Here. at the scale and say, looks like five to me. Hold, and then look at me. Hold this and car. five other people would have said the same thing. Hold this car. Now hold Vera. <laughs> It's the same thing. It's a mini bug. You, 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 you drove that here. You drove a bug here. Well, uh, obviously, obviously, we, we should, we should. Oh no! Everyone should know that the car's way too much. But rule of four. I, I just, <laughs> legally, are we? Are we? What are we? Are, what are we allowed? Are we allowed to to tell the, the other? I, I don't. I, uh, uh, you, what should I do? You have to make a decision. <laughs> make the decision I want you to make. No, make the decision I want you to make. <laughs> Oh no, I'm so frightfully upset about it all. What if I told you that when she actually made the decision to publish, someone in the audience actually snapped twice and went, yes. What if I told you that was real? Because it was real. God damn it. That's amazing. Snap, snap. Yes, queen. (laughs) Are we all so desperate for heroes? Yes, we are. Yes. Yes, Uh. historical fiction. Heavy on the what fiction. A, what about the old man who came into the theater in like a proper, very expensive, clearly medically necessary electric like wheelchair? And then, so he he wheeled himself in. It was electric. And then he pulled himself up so slowly, so slowly because he clearly is a broken person and needs that chair more than he would ever admit. He pulls himself up like by grabbing onto a turnstile very slowly takes a couple steps up and then seats himself very slowly in a proper movie seat. And then as the previews were starting, the announcer said, coming soon to an AMC theater. And he said, more junk. <laughs> I was like, sir, Ugh. you're at the movies. You know that, right? <laughs> you know that, right? You're, you're about to watch The Post. You're about to watch The Post, so great You're about to watch choice. a Steven Spielberg movie. Well, you're, you're about to watch a short film that's going to change your life. A short <laughs> film that's going Starring to rock ghosts. you to your core. Yeah. Uh, it, so much, in the post, I, whatever. I felt so much more emotionally involved from, from that than oh, the post. Most assuredly. <laughs> the ghost boy. Mm, most assuredly. Uh, <laughs> I want to see a sequel to that commercial. Oh, or that I want to see the aftermath. Absolutely. When that guy is saying to his wife, you don't understand. You, you, you don't understand. That boy was in the van. And she's like, you killed him. You killed that boy. No, uh, he killed himself. He made me kill him. I don't understand. <laughs> that guy lost What's everything. Happening? That guy lost everything. He did. His wife divorced yeah. him. He lost that car. He, he couldn't go to work. He couldn't work because he killed this child. <sighs> but sometimes sequels aren't as good <laughs> as the original. So maybe we should just have fun with our imaginations. Brad, Alex, uh, I think it's time to play another round of Oreo No. Alex, yes. he talked it up a lot at the beginning. I think now it's time. Yes. Are you mentally prepared to compete with each other? I know you're friends, but are you mentally prepared to compete with each other? Brad? I am prepared. I, well, um, don't. I, I just, Rule I don't, of five. I don't, I don't, Rule of five. <laughs> well, Brad may not mentally be prepared. I, 
that. Who am I talking to right well, now? Well, you've Brad? had a stroke. <laughs> Brad is shifting into an alternate personality. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think he watched that episode of the X Files with a badly, uh, <laughs> badly realized DID patient, <laughs> and he's uh, facing his own problems now. Yeah, uh, yeah. I can never watch another episode. Shaping up to be a fine game of Oreo No. Ah, uh, uh, you want to play a game, sister? Let's play Oreo No, sister. Okay, Chucky. Uh, <laughs> Listen to the uh, intro to X episode I did. I can't watch any more of that show. I will never be back. <laughs> I I will say um, the, the last one was one of the best episodes ever. So it's. I saw a couple of articles actually saying that people were really excited to see that person back at the helm of the show. Yeah, that's that's like the best writer they've ever had. He's he writes all the uh, funny comedic episodes that are quite good. Oh, but can he write the mythology so. episodes? This is not the time. Um, <laughs> Oreo no, guys, we've done uh, we've done the Oreo edition of Oreo no. We've done the Pop Tart edition of Oreo no. There were two options at your disposal. You guys chose to go with the breakfast cereal edition of Oreo no. Mm-hmm. Just to let you know, there is a fully packed in the chamber ready to be fired from my gun, uh, a Pringle edition of Oreo No. And we won't be playing that today, but just to let you know, that's in Ramjack's future. Hopefully we play that before Vera is asked to go out to the prom. Or or if she asks someone to go to the prom. Oh, that's true. I forget it's 2042 (laughs) or whatever. I don't know math. I don't know math. I'm cute, not smart. <laughs> Jonathan Pernasek's new Twitter bio, cute, not smart. <laughs> um, so this is the uh, breakfast cereal edition, as I said. Uh, now, there is a new wrinkle to the game. Now, if you remember, in the last edition, there was the option of saying Oreo hell no, which was meant to indicate that you thought all of the options I was giving you were options made up in my mind's eye. That's not on the table anymore. Uh, we will never face a round where I give you three breakfast cereals and all of them are fake. That will never happen, just to let you know. Instead, we have Oreo My God, which is a new wrinkle I've added to the game. Now, at a certain point, I don't know when this will happen, uh, but I will challenge each of you twice throughout this game to come up with a brand new breakfast cereal. You will give me the name of the cereal, the sort of flavor and or shape gimmick of this cereal, and the mascot. If I like your pitch, I'll give you a bonus point, okay? So you could get potentially two bonus points each during this game. That could mean the difference between a victory and a loss. And as we all know, the victor wins the respect of me. And what could one want more? (laughs) The respect of me. Uh, Brad... Alex, uh, I don't know who went first last time. I think normally maybe we've done this alphabetically. Maybe we've alternated with your names. Uh, Who can say? Brad, your last name starts with a C, right? Correct. Okay, we're going to go alphabetically this time because I think we alternated last time. Uh, So, Brad, here are your first three breakfast cereal options. Now, remember, when you think you've spotted the Oreo No, a.k.a. the fake breakfast cereal, you need to say Oreo No and then give me your answer. If you don't, God help you. Are you ready, Brad? Oh, <laughs> um, yes. Okay. No, I'm not talking to that uh, character. Uh, uh, no, 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 no. I'm so frightened. Can I talk to Brad, please, Chucky? <laughs> <laughs> bring it. Bring it. Let's bring go. It. Okay. So here are your first three options. E.T. cereal. DuckTales cereal. Pac-Man cereal. Oreo no DuckTales cereal. 
Damn, coming out the gate. That is correct. I remember those other two series. Oh man, you're gonna have to be pulling from that these novelty serial knowledge bases of yours, guys. Uh, so, uh, Brad, on the board, right from the get-go with a point. Alex, it's your turn. Are you ready? I am prepared. Now, we're going to alternate between licensed branded cereals and cereals with quirky names. So this is a round of just quirky named cereals. Uh, here we go. Lollipops. Sugar Jets. Crunchy Logs. That's L-O-G-G-S. Crunchy Logs. Wow. If you need them again, just let me know. One more time. Lollipops. Sugar Jets. Crunchy Logs. Oreo No Crunchy Logs. Alex, I'm sorry, that's incorrect. Oh, the Oreo No was lollipops. That came from my no mind's way. eye. I made that up. Uh, Brad, we'll move on to you. Uh, I'm going to give you a, a trio of quirky named cereals. Quisp. Quake. Quick. <laughs> Quisp. Quake. Quick. Oreo No. Quake. Incorrect. The Oreo No ah. was quick. I spelled it as Q-U-I-C-K. Quick. Fake cereal. Damn it. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> um, so the score currently is uh, uh, Brad is one, Alex is zero. If you've been, I'll be, we've been playing this for the last six hours. <laughs> so, I mean, you need that review at this point. <laughs> Alex, ah. here are three licensed cereals. Are you ready? Yes. Rainbow Bright. Strawberry Shortcake. Gem and the Holograms. Oh, man. I want a cereal from all of those properties. Oh, man. Part of me says Jim and the Holograms, but part of me wants to say Strawberry Shortcake, even though I know Strawberry Shortcake, out of all of them, is the only one that lends itself to a breakfast cereal. Oh, I'm torn. I'm going to say Oreo No Strawberry Shortcake. Alex, that's incorrect. You should have listened to the other part of your warring self. The correct fake answer is Gem and the Holograms. They did not have a cereal. Now, you had a band, a girl band cereal, <laughs> but Gem and oh, the Holograms, yes. no, they didn't have a girl band cereal. <laughs> uh, Brad, oh, man. it's your turn, uh, but before we go into this uh, traditional round, Oreo, my God, do you have a breakfast <laughs> cereal pitch for me, Brad? Remember, you have um, to give me the sure. name, the flavor and or shapes, and the mascot. Sure, sure. Um, this is purely subjective. Just keep that in mind. Absolutely. Um, I I think clearly um, in in these 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 difficult dark times we live in, uh, we need uh, we need a breakfast cereal that can get us ready to go out and hashtag resist. Um, so uh, what I want to see on the shelves is a cereal that embodies the fighting spirit of journalism. Um, what I want to see is uh, um, uh, Cinnamon Posties. Um, <laughs> it's a cereal based on the Steven Spielberg film, The Post. It's called Cinnamon um, Posties? Yeah, Cinnamon Posties. That's the name. Right. Um, it's, it's sponsored by the Washington Post. On the back of it, there's an article supporting... Um, uh, going into Iraq, uh, um, so we we really get um, the importance of the Washington Post, um, and it's a delicious uh, a cinnamon uh, shredded wheat square. Oh, okay. I was about to say I was very interested to know what the shape of this cereal was. Now, ah, what is the ah. what is the mascot on the front of the box? Oh, it, it, it's Catherine Graham. <laughs> now, is this Meryl <laughs> Streep or is this a cartoon? Yes, it's Mer- 
Oh no 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 no! It's 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 Meryl Streep uh, as Catherine Graham, um, looking um, somewhat decisive and overlit. Brad, I'm not going to give you a point. <laughs> Yay! And I only say this because, for a couple of reasons, maybe I should have made this clear. I want like real pitches. <laughs> I want you to pretend that you're a real breakfast cereal pitch man, and you also pulled from something that you've been developing over the last hour. <laughs> So that's not very fair. I wanted you to be pulling directly from the moment. I understand where you were coming from, but at the end of the day, I, I, I'm sorry, I can't give you the Oreo my god point. I think that's fine, but I, I just think it's important that we resist in this dark uh, time. So, I mean, if you want to be on the side of Donald Trump slash Richard Nixon slash Satan, that's I, cool. I do. And now, <laughs> Brad, let's go into your standard traditional round. Uh, here are your three licensed cereals, which is not real. Urkelos, Wuzzalos, C-3PO's. Oreo no, Wuzzalos. Brad, that's correct. I know. Alex, Brad has two points. Are you concerned? Man. It's, every question Brad's had, I've known the answer to. I'll just it, say that. Convenient. It, convenient. 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 It's just the way it, it's just the way Well, it, Alex, I'll let you choose. Would you rather have a licensed trio or a quirky trio? Um, give me the licensed trio. Okay. Gremlins, The Goonies, Gargoyles. Fuck. <laughs> you say fuck. <laughs> After every trio, you go, oh, fuck. <laughs> Gremlins was a serial. I'll stand by that. Um. <laughs> if I hear any typing on either ends... I'll know that there's some cheating. How could you possibly make a serial out of the Goonies? We're not talking about a movie adaptation or like a video game adaptation. We're talking about a serial. Yeah, but they... You slap the poster on a, a box. Licensed property. <laughs> you pay for the license. You slap it on a box. I just see... This isn't a watercolor painting of lilies <laughs> in the Seine. How do you make Is a it serial like... out of E.T.? I mean, come on. Is it treasure-themed, the Goonies? Does it have Look, like... We're not here... We're not here... I understand that you want to express your thought process, but just focus, Alex. Which which do you think is fake? Gremlins, the Goonies, Gargoyles. That's the thing. Gargoyles is the one that's giving me pause. I'm going to say that Gargoyle... Okay, Oreo no Gargoyles. Wow, that was close. Wow, you almost fucked up. You really almost fucked up. <laughs> and you all, if you had fucking said your answer, if it had escaped your fucking mouth, you wouldn't have gotten that point. You would have fucked up. Alex, you're correct. Gargoyles is the fake cereal. Congratulations, you were on the board. The score is uh, Brad 2, Alex 1. Uh, Brad, we're back to you. I'm going to give you three quirky cereals. Are you ready? Yes. Waffleos, Go-Go's, OJ's. Waffleos, Go-Go's, OJ's. Oreo no, OJ's. Brad, I'm sorry. The fake cereal in that trio was uh, Go-Go's. <laughs> Damn it. What in the world were the OJs? I don't know. <laughs> I found it at a certain point. I made this so long ago, I can't even I remember. Thought go I thought Go-Go's would be like old people cereal. Mm. Like good friends. Ah, get, put some, get up and Go-Go in me. <laughs> Let's get some Go-Go's. Ooh, I've got it's some. It's all brand. I've got some get up and Go-Go today. Uh, Alex, uh, I hope you're ready because Oreo, my God, give me that breakfast cereal pitch. Oh. Um... Can you remind me how many times we'll do this during the game? Uh, you will each do it twice. Brad has already done it once. So there you go. All right. First cereal coming at you, Jonathan, is called Mystery Meal. Mystery Meal? M-E-A-L? Yes, as in 
a cereal, like, yeah, like a cereal sure. meal. Or like the meal of like, what? Yeah, mystery meal. Okay. I really thought you were trying to also say M-I-L-L. <laughs> okay. No, no. Like it, the multi-meal cereal, you know, meal as in, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, mystery meal. It's a cereal that always has um, the common shapes of what looks like a little spyglass, what looks like a little uh, a little uh, detective's cap, what looks like a little detective's pen. Oh, like a little. And those are like to go back to that cap. It's like the Sherlock. What is that? A, yes. What is that? A duster? Deerstalker. Deerstalker. Ask class. A deer. Yeah, a deerstalker cap. Um, and a pen, like a what, what, like a like a writing pen. Yeah, like a little writing pen. Okay. What you would use. So those are the to, shapes. What are we talking flavor? Here's the, th- here's the thing. These shapes are awesome. <laughs> Not just like flat bullshit cutout stuff. This is 3D printed cereal, so it looks nice. Like it's the uh-uh. same size as a flake. Uh, it's still going to be soft. Don't worry about that. But it's going to look like a little magnifying glass. This is new wait. cereal technology. Okay, so it's this is new cereal technology. I'm not using my at work 3D printer that like makes... Rubber no, buildings. No, no, you buy it. Jonathan. How much is a box of the cereal cost? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's at an affordable price. You're going to love it. So what ah. Mystery Mill gives you is it gives you those basic shapes. And it's going to be, um, let's say it's going to be a, a rice-based cereal. Rice-based mainly so that you can, maybe cereal connoisseurs may not know this or would know this. Um Rice cereal and corn cereal have like the lowest calorie or carb count, Ugh, more or less. You can me get more. C- <laughs> you can get more cereal in a helping than you would normally oh. through other types of cereals. I know this also because I'm diabetic and I love breakfast cereal, and that's just a fact I know. So this is just so, purely rice-based shaped cereal. There's no marshmallows. It's just got like a pretty, ha- pretty standard like rice crispy flavor. No, 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 friend. Okay, I'm glad you said Rice Krispie flavor, because the flavor of the actual uh, cereal kernels is kind of like a Rice Krispie. It, it tastes kind of, because it's rice-based, it tastes like that. But it has a little bit of sweetness to it. But that's not what gives it its, like, over the cereal's overall flavor. Mystery Mill gets its name. Every, every season, when we bring out the cereal, there are four different marshmallow themes that come with the cereal, each with their own flavor. Every bag has two mini bags, kind of like the Nintendo cereal had. Okay. Of these two cereal flavors. And they're always going to be paired. One of them will be um, kind of a fruit-based, like um, let's um, say like a fruit brute or... uh, And the other one's more of like a a chocolate-based thing. Okay. Like a Count Chocula. Let's keep keep this moving. (laughs) That's it. So like every mystery, every... Every, this, um, is an ele- this is an elevator pitch, but thank get. God the elevator's been broken. <laughs> yeah, it's weird that it's stuck on this floor, but <laughs> if I could just have a few more seconds. Sure. And that's the pitch. So you don't know what type of marshmallows you're going to get, which are always based on some sort of um, theme. But it's a mystery. You don't know what it is, and every season they change. Gotcha. But you do know that you're going to get one side's going to be chocolatey, and one side is going to be fruity. Um Okay. And there you go. It's called Mystery Mill. You never know till you open it what you're going to get. You keep saying Mystery Mill. <laughs> yeah, that's the name of the series. I imagine like a windmill Mystery with Mill. like a uh, Don Quixote type figure. Um, that's a separate pitch. Who's the mascot for Mystery Meal? Who's on the box? Uh, Obviously, like Sherlock Holmes. Sherlock Holmes, like proper? <laughs> <laughs> you, you, bu- you bought the rights from the Sherlock Holmes estate? <laughs> it's going to be... Um, 
the actor who plays um, Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> no, no Watson in the British ver- the BBC the new BBC one. Um, Martin Freeman of- is that his name? Yes, Martin Freeman. So wait, <laughs> Martin Freeman is playing Sherlock Holmes for the purposes of our cereal box. No, no, no. What do you mean? You no, don't no, know? no. You don't know? Sherlock Holmes. No, I'm saying no is a that's Don't get it twisted. Oh, okay. Sherlock Holmes is around. He's like mentioned. Oh. But Watson's the mascot. Oh, maybe like the back of the box you're playing games like, where's Sherlock? Why isn't the cool character here? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, we can... Yeah, you're always trying to find Sherlock who's all finding the... Is he busy? Is this serial based on that guy from The Office? Is he playing Doctor Strange right now? Where is he? <laughs> is he too busy? Weird. Where could he be? I don't know if there's a secret theme in the marshmallows. So just to summarize, this is a box that's split down the middle, mystery marshmallows, magnifying glasses, uh, deer stalker hats, uh, pens, and, <laughs> and the mascot is Martin Freeman playing Watson from the BBC Sherlock series, and it's called Mystery Meal. Uh, Alex, yes. uh, your enthusiasm is appreciated. Uh, there was a lot there that I had to process. It got a little twisty-turny a bit, but I'm going to give you a bonus point, and I'm going to give you yes. the, a point to match Brad. So you're you're, you're yes. tied at this point. Alex, I'm now going to give you a standard round. Uh, here you go. Triple snack. Good morning. Most. Triple snack. Good morning. Most? Yes. Um, triple snack would have to be the one. Uh, is it the one? Oh my god. You, the, the last one. Most. Remember, Alex, most? don't fuck up. <laughs> no, I'm not going to fuck okay. up. Okay. See, most. Well, most has an audacity to it that just says breakfast cereal. Uh, Oreo, no, triple snack. Incorrect. The fake cereal is good morning. <laughs> good morning, cereal. Good morning. <laughs> good morning. I got to look some of these up. Good morning, cereal. That is amazing. Uh, Brad, we're back to you. I'm going to give you uh, three licensed cereals. Uh, we, we know that you're very good at this. Let's see if you can continue that streak. W. Sorry. Whew. WWF Superstars. He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. G.I. Joe Action Stars. Oreo, no. He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. Damn! I would surely know about that existing. How does he keep doing it? G.I. Joe Action Stars? <laughs> That's a bad name. Just call it G.I. Joe Serial. Yeah. It's not like E.T. had E.T. Quickle Bombs or whatever the fuck. <laughs> I imagine the cereal was probably star-shaped, and they just slapped G.I. Joe on it. Sure. Uh, Alex, I'm going to give you three licensed cereals here. Snork's Scuba Duba Cereal. Bill and Ted's Excellent Cereal. Breakfast with Barbie Cereal. No. Fuck. This is Come on. Snork's Scuba Duba Cereal. Bill and Ted's Excellent Cereal. Breakfast with Barbie Cereal. Oreo, no. Scuba Duba. I don't remember who the f- snorks Scuba Duba. Correct. Yes! Brad knew. You knew, right, Brad? Oh, yeah. You, you were. You... I knew Bill and Ted had a cereal, and I knew Barbie had at one time a cereal, but I was wondering. Breakfast with Barbie cereal? No, thanks. I'm a boy. <laughs> <laughs> I eat G.I. Joe action stars. Save the Barbie breakfast cereal for the sissies. <laughs> Uh, Brad, we're back to you. I'm going to give you some kooky names here. No no more licensed for you, I don't think, for this round. Uh, uh, So here you go. Puffa Puffa Rice. Diner Sores. That's (laughs) D-I-N-E-R-S-A-U-R-S. Diner Sores. Little Green Men. Puffa Puffa Rice. Diner Sores. Little Green Men. Oreo No. Diner Sores. (laughs) 
Dinosaurs is a real cereal and it's very charming. <laughs> it's dinosaurs what? at a diner and they, they, they eat there, they work there. It's a very charming cereal box. The fake cereal is Little Green Men. I apologize, Brad. Wow. No point for you. Uh, Alex, three kooky cereals coming your way. Santa Claus, King Vitamin, Crazy Cow. That's impossible. That's impossible. <laughs> That's impossible. <laughs> Santa Claus the cereal? Santa Claus, King Vitamin, Crazy Cow. I know King Vitamin was a cereal. The question is, was Santa Claus a cereal or Crazy Cow a cereal? Oreo, no, Santa Claus. Correct. Alex pulls into the yes. lead. The, the current score is Brad 3, Alex 4. Uh, great job. Santa Claus is not a cereal, but why isn't it? <laughs> that, that's a good question. Uh, quick follow-up. Yes, ma'am. Dinosaurs is absolutely charming. Yeah, gotta look that up. It's very cute. That very is cute. They also had a tie-in with... Nintendo Entertainment. Was there a Dinosaurs um, video game? <laughs> no, but there were special motion cards Ooh. in the box of cereal and a chance to win a free Nintendo Entertainment system. Brad, I'm going to throw... But it's just... Yes, Alex? The art is just off enough. I would love... It's a cereal right from the 90s. I would love... Like, it just looks like... the post. I would love a poster-sized version of the Dinosaurs cereal box. I would hang that in my home. Oh, yeah. I find it to be charming. Well, there's dinosaurs on the back of it, but they're not like the cartoon dinosaurs. They're like illustrated dinosaurs. The T-Rex is totally off. I'm not even trying for realism there. Seeing an image of this, I I, rec- I think I vaguely remember a commercial. He says that now. Because <laughs> oh, I'm seeing stills of the commercial, and I'm like, that looks familiar. Uh, on the same page, I see the Bill and Ted cereal. Yep. Also, don't okay, okay, everybody, get away. I I made a mistake. Don't look at no, no looking at Google images of cereal. Nope, 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 nope. This is not no, but this is okay. We made right, a mistake. This, isn't, has, this has nothing to do with this. Has nothing to do with this. Okay. You know what, though? I will, in the spirit of the show, wait till the end now that I think about yeah. it. But just remind me, I will tell a bit of cereal news after the end of this. Let's all, let's all take our hands away from the keyboards and uh, come at this fresh. Uh, Brad, uh, three more kooky cereals. Circus Fun, Jamboree, Fruit Islands. Wow. Wait, is this me? Yes, Brad. That's you, friend. Didn't I just do dinosaurs? No. Um, wait, did we? Did we just do dinosaurs? No, Alex just did something. No. Alex just did Santa Claus. He he got oh, that right. right. So okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. Sorry. There we go. Sorry. So Brad, give it to me again. Brad, circus fun, jamboree, fruit islands. Oh, Oreo no. Oh, it, island fun was that it? Island. Fruit islands. Fruit islands. Fruit islands. Incorrect. I'm sorry. Oreo no fruit islands. I'm sorry. The uh, fake cereal was a jamboree. <laughs> really? Yeah. Uh, circus fun real fruit islands real <laughs> that circus fun strike to memory uh alex i'm gonna give you uh you like these i hope you can uh enjoy them these are three licensed cereals thundercats transformers batman batman is a cereal um oreo no thundercats damn that's correct you've uh you know yes. how five points brad has three uh brad i'm going to go to you now uh for your last oreo my god challenge Give me that breakfast cereal pitch. What do you got? First of all, fruit flavors. Everyone loves fruit flavors. You know what else they love? Presidential pets. <gasps> we got shapes of all kinds of animals. And on the box, we got fun facts 
about presidential pets, and sometimes we stretch a little bit. Like uh, Teddy, we got a, we got a bear there for Teddy Roosevelt, and it tells you about Aww. how Teddy Roosevelt like uh, uh, saved a bear or whatever the fuck cute stories we're making up. But kids love animal facts; they love presidential trivia, fruit flavors, corn cereal. Done. What's the name of the cereal? I want to get this right. I want to get this right. Fuck. Come on, you can do it. <sighs> I'm your competitor, but I am still rooting for you. <laughs> hey, mad respect. Well, no matter what ah. happens. <laughs> it's okay. I'm not even here. I'm there. Ah. <laughs> um, Liberty Critters. Oh. <laughs> okay, so uh. Liberty Critters, it's fruit, sh- it's fruit flavored cereal. I understand that. Animal trivia on the back. Who's the mascot? I, I imagine many animals on the box, but yeah, who's our front runner? A lot of animals. We got Mount Rushmore um, hanging out with animals. But it's like an anthropomorphized Mount Rushmore. Oh, so it's like four. Okay, so it's like an equal. These are four mascots. They're like equal footing. Right. right. So who we got? We we, we got we got Mount Rushmore. We got uh, Teddy Roosevelt. We got uh, Washington Lincoln. But replaced by their pets. That's what I'm imagining. No, no, no. They're, no, it's just Mount Rushmore. But it's anthropomorphized. But there there's little animals with them. Oh, I don't really understand who the mascot is. <laughs> the mascot is just Mount Rushmore. Yeah, oh. it's a, yeah, it's an anthropomorphized Mount Rushmore. Yeah. In the commercials, Mount Rushmore will be talking to all their animal pals. Well, you didn't stick the landing, but <laughs> I'm going to give you a point. <laughs> I'm going to give you that point because you came at me in good faith this time. Yes. And I, I keep imagining hair in the cereal, but <laughs> I keep thinking of animals and cereal and milk. It's, and it's, it's and... cute animal shapes. It's fruit-flavored animal shapes. Come on. Oh, no, I understand. <laughs> It's also, you know what it's I would also like you're it? eating the animals. Liberty Critters, interesting. Alex, what would you have named Liberty it? Liberty Critters. I would have named it uh, Pied Piper. That's terrible. Because, and it would have been a Pied Piper that would lead the animals what? out of the bowl. Out of the bowl? These are presidential pets <laughs> being led out of the bowl that I want to eat from. Oh, wait. I, by Pied Piper. Wait, okay, my bad. I might have missed the part about them being presidential pets, and I'm sorry. What are you talking about? I thought they were just animals coming out of a bowl. What are you talking no, about? No, 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 no. You missed, you missed... <laughs> the fact that these are presidential pets. Missed, Did you walk away from the desk? <laughs> Did you go take an unscheduled bathroom break? What's? Are you having another stroke? <laughs> Might be having another stroke. They're called Liberty Critters, and they're on the shelves now because I just gave Brad a point. The score is four to five. Yay. Alex is in the lead. Uh, Brad, we're now going to give you your traditional round. Uh, body buddies, morning funnies, tasty yummies. <laughs> body buddies, morning funnies. Tasty yummies. Would it help if I said it like a pervert? Oh, <laughs> uh, Oreo no body buddies. I'm sorry, Brad. Body buddies is real. And morning no. morning funnies. No. Morning funnies is real. Tasty yummies yeah. not real. Tasty, I, I tasty yummies. It sounded like something that you would make up so much that I thought it was the fake. Ah, uh-huh, see, there you go. Uh, Alex, moonstones, sweethearts, quangaroos. That's Q-U-A-N-G-A-R-O-O-S, Quangaroos. Your other two options were Moonstones and Sweethearts. Oreo no Sweethearts. Damn, you got it right. That's the fake cereal. Moonstones is real and Quangaroos is real. Great great cereal, guys. (laughs) I want a bowl of Quangaroos. Shut the fuck up, kid. Get the (laughs) fuck out of my store. We don't carry Quangaroos. Uh, brother. Uh, Brad. Licensed cereals, Swedish Chef Crunchy Stars, Alvin and the Chipmunks Rock Stars, Pink Panther Flakes, 
Oreo no Pink Panther Flakes. Sorry, Brad. The fake cereal was Alvin and the Chipmunks Rock Stars. But did you have the Crunchy Stars in your mind? Did you know that was real? Oh, I, of yeah. I know the commercial by heart. Of course. Hurdy dirty, hurdy dirty. Uh, so great. Alex, Donkey Kong, Donkey Kong Country, Donkey Kong Jr. Um, Oreo no Donkey Kong Country. Correct. God, Alex, you are burning ahead. Burning ahead. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Brad, what do you want? Do you want, um, let's see. At this point, I have, do you want the remaining licensed round or do you want quirky names give me that license cabbage patch kids muppet babies disney's adventures of the gummy bears fuck this is wild. good luck yeah um give me those again cabbage patch kids muppet babies disney's adventures of the gummy bears (sighs) oreo no disney's adventures of the gummy bears correct you're coming back. Five to seven. Alex in the lead. You're coming back. The only cereals left at this point, kooky names. Alex, are you ready? Yes. Combos. Clobber. Kaboom. That's K-O-M-B-O-S. Combos. K-L-O-B-B-E-R. Clobber. Kaboom. K-A-B-O-O-M. Clobber is a weird cereal name. It's always combos. Kaboom is a cereal name. I'm just going to go ahead and do that. Don't fuck it up. Oh, I might fuck it up, Jonathan, and I'm sorry. Just when you give your answer, don't fuck it up. Oh, I might fuck it up. <laughs> God. Just don't. It's Im- Just make the choice not it's to. It's impossible. <laughs> it's not possible. <laughs> Combos, clobber, kaboom. Oreo, no. Clobber. Correct. Damn. Alex, yes. we're on a fucking roll with yes. quirky names. Yes! He knows his cereals. He's lucky. <laughs> I think he's... He also spotted my little secret fake. He got my, my new show, Secret Fakes. <laughs> Can you tell which of the, the fucking people on this goddamn stage is a secret fake? <laughs> Weird show. Weird show. Very tense. Um, okay, we got three rounds here left. Brad, are you ready? Yes. Annie Oatley's Southern Oats. Klondike Pete's Crunchy Nuggets. Mr. Wonderful's. Surprise. That's that's wonderful with two L's. Wonderful. Surprise with a Z. Annie Oatley's Southern Oats. Klondike Pete's Crunchy Nuggets. Mr. Wonderful's Surprise. Oreo no. Klondike Pete's so whatever the fuck. I'm sorry, Brad. The fake cereal was Annie Oatley's Southern Oats. Ah. Uh. Thought you would get that one. <laughs> it seems a little bit too on the nose to me, but... What do I know? <laughs> I mean, they all do. <laughs> uh, Alex, uh, you're you're three points ahead at this point. Uh, beasties, wackies, twinkles, beasties, wackies, twinkles. Oreo, no, beasties. Damn, <laughs> knocking it out of the park. <laughs> I would eat. I would eat all those except for beasties. If someone offered me beasties, I'd be like, "No, thank you." Beasties is for like that's part beasties of beasties is for like creepy kids. Yeah, like 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 they like scary things. Beasties are for kids who like scary things. Brad, I'm sorry, but uh, there is only one round left, and it is to you. So I hope that you get this point. But at this point, it seems that you will not come out the victor. But let's see what we can do with this round of ours. Kitties on the go, cream crunch. Crispy Critters. That's Cream Crunch with two Ks. Crispy Critters with two Cs. Oreo no. Creamy Crunch. 
I'm sorry, Brad. The fake cereal was kitties on the go. <laughs> I want a bowl of kitties on the go. You can't. It's fake. <laughs> the thing that John made up. You can't have it. The uh, final score. But you have plenty of cr- creamy. Oh, ugh, whatever the fuck. Creamy, crunchy clunks, <laughs> chunks. <laughs> Alex, I didn't even wind up giving you your final Oreo My God challenge uh, because it wasn't necessary. You were, you were four points ahead, so I didn't think uh, we would necessarily need to do that. Uh, can I can I tell you what I was thinking, kind of, but I wasn't able to fully successful like successfully get a good name. Did you have a pitch in your back pocket? Oh hell, dude! I have like tons of cereal pitches I could throw at you, but the one I was going with um, at first, I was gonna think of, I was thinking about doing a Riverdale cereal uh, called the Southside Serpents, but then I thought no, I've already done a themed cereal with a Sherlock. No, what's the name of the drug in Riverdale? Jingle Jangle. You gotta call it Jingle Jangle. Jingle Jangle would have been a fucking awesome name for a cereal. And it's like Archie Crowns, hamburgers, uh, milkshake shapes. Yeah, Riverdale cereal, perfect. I would totally eat that. I was thinking about a Jughead cereal. It's pretty good. Jughead would have been sweet too. Um, I was thinking... Go ahead. No, go ahead. But then I was trying to think of like... Oh, some breakfast cereals go the route of some sort of breakfast-like thing. Just reinvented. Just presented in cereal form or something that's sweet. Like Pop-Tarts, like Pop-Tarts cereal. Yeah, Pop-Tarts cereal. But I was thinking, what's something that's a little bit more, <laughs> I would say, wholesome-ish? But like maybe... Maybe more, maybe more down to earth eggs. than something like <laughs> egg, egg cereal. cereal. Scrambles is what we're going to call it. Grits cereal. Uh, <laughs> oh, can, I, can you answer this question? I'll have a buttery breakfast. Side please. note: What's the uh, fake meat substitute in like breakfast at in like Cincinnati diners? Oh, it's getta? getta. That's what it is. It's not fake meat. It's it's, it's meat fake. with oats and a whole bunch of other things. Which it's gross. It's mashed. It yeah, fake um, meat. <laughs> So what I was thinking for the cereal taste was uh, either pie or strudel. And it would basically be when you open, like, just the the awesome fruits. But I guess, because strudel and pie kind of have their own smell. And I figured that would be a really good approach to cereal. I think you're destined to sort of make people look at the box and think, I'd love an apple pie. (laughs) See, that's the thing. So I love a strudel. Even with Pop-Tart cereal, it's like, I can't put that in the toaster. Um, so I don't think it would be successful. I think like a pie or strudel-based oatmeal would be much more successful. There you go. You sh- that's, but I couldn't think you of... You should call it Tasty, which I thought you were going to call it a second ago. I was like, is the cereal called Tasty? <laughs> Ooh, that's a cool I love a bowl of Tasty, please. Like that one. While we're on the subject of food and Riverdale... I just like to give a quick update on what's going on in Riverdale because I was watching um, uh, last week's episode. Me and Tammy were texting back and forth the whole time uh, because my new fascination is what people are eating on Riverdale. <laughs> well, just, that's been your fascination for a while. Friend, well, but I mean, it was waiting the for, that, for their burger. Um, yeah. But no, this episode specifically, uh, because we start off, Veronica's mom was eating a breakfast of a cup of coffee and half a half a sli- half a piece of grapefruit in a bowl with a cherry on top, um, which is a kooky breakfast. Toad's cake. But then we go over to the we go over to the Cooper's house, and what they're having for lunch is a bowl. There's a giant bowl of grapes, uh, green and purple grapes together. G- huge bowl of grapes. Next to the bowl of grapes is a smaller bowl of a salad that had slices of grapefruit in it. What is this meal? Uh, a grapefruit what salad? What is this meal? 
Why? It's but it's made, it seems like they're having grapes with a small side salad of, of grapefruit salad. Oh, grapefruit salad? Is that a real thing that like either of you I have encountered? I, I haven't, but I, I could see it. Do you prefer? The only question I have coming out of that is: Do you prefer green grapes or purple grapes? If you oh, had your pick, I don't. I don't think I have a preference. I think for some reason I, I would like a head. purple grape. I'll say it. Publish it. Just publish have... it. Publish it. Oh, I don't know if we should. I, Green, I'm purple. This. Oh, oh. Have you talked to the lawyers? What do the lawyers <laughs> say about publishing about the grapes? Oh, but that was... Just saying, that's the that's the Riverdale food update. Um, it's fascinating and shocking. Do you, Have you guys seen the Riverdale meme update? No. no you, were, you were telling us a little bit about that, I think, via email. Oh, man, it's fucking awesome. So, as you may know, Brad... Um, at one point, someone gets into a motorcycle accident, and uh, Veronica's mother gets off the phone after hearing the news. She goes over and starts playing chess with either Veronica's father or Veronica's older brother, mysterious older brother. I don't know who it is. I haven't seen Riverdale in a while. It's her, it's her husband. It's her husband. It's it's her husband. She's playing chess in front of a fireplace. She's like, oh, dude, he's going to recover or whatever. And then Veronica says, oh, well, karma's a bitch. Well, some kids overseas in China sampled that line oh well karma's a bitch the whole conceit of this meme is they look in the camera and they uh, mouth to Veronica saying that oh well karma's a bitch and then they throw something in front of the camera to obscure it for a second and then as the thing disappears it goes into slow motion and the person who said it has gone done a complete makeover like a whole glamour makeover and they're just staring at the camera and they like wink or like smile and they also play a song called Gucci Gucci, which is an older song, but it is fucking amazing. This movie makes no and sense. I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't know whether it's supposed to be, because it's out of context. It's about, Veronica's talking about this guy did something wrong, so obviously um, Karma's a bitch that he got in this wreck and whatever. I don't know if, but the glamour aspect to this makes it thing like Karma's a bitch, like, hey, I'm not done up or whatever, but when I am done up, I look really attractive, so maybe you reject me now. I have no idea what's going through these kids' minds. Also, the inclusion <laughs> of can? the Gucci Gucci song is super weird because that has n- n- no connection to the Riverdale you know what? show or anything. That's, that's going what on. they want us to do. Though they want us to be confused. That's why they make these silly memes. They want to confuse us old but people. But I think it's hilarious. Like, I, I love it. I saw it over the weekend without any sound because um, it was just an animated GIF and thought, what the fuck is going on? And then I realized it had Riverdale ties, and now it's it's everywhere. Alex? It's it's worth looking up because it's, it's bizarre, but people have started to take it into weirder things where, like, they'll throw up the thing, and then suddenly they're, like, a different person or, like, there's a child. One guy did one where he's like, karma's a bitch, and he threw it up, and suddenly he was, like, a Chinese emperor. It's awesome. Well, Alex, that's how memes work. I mean, they start and then they evolve and become weirder. I know. And it's, this is a beautiful one. I really enjoy Grandpa it. Alex, I highly Grandpa Alex it. investigates new memes. <laughs> the crazy thing about these memes is how they evolve. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's got Riverdale ties. I, I was excited for a new Riverdale theme. Not, not that they haven't been around, but... I understand. It was neat. <laughs> it was neat. It's neat. I mean, who started this? Why did they do it? Bizarre. Before before we get into the Dobie Gittles talk, I would like to say this um, to put a period into the cereal um, <laughs> Oreo no cereal segment. Sure. Which yes, Brad, it was a fair game. It was a it was a challenging game. Thank you for playing with me, and I appreciate it. 
And thank you for taking the loss so gracefully. I, well, hey, um, so it's what it's about. It's about being it's what civil. About, yes, it's about being a good sportsman, and I appreciate that from you, friend. Um, but upstairs right now, I have the limited edition Oreo cereal in my pantry. Wow. What? I'm sorry, did Jonathan? Did you do you have a question about the Oreo cereal, Brad? Do you have any queries about this, the Oreo cereal? Not really. Uh, what, <laughs> what's how, how's that? Is it good? I'm glad. Well, I'm, I'm glad you asked. It's actually okay. It's it's not great, but it's good. I mean, it's a, it's just a good cereal. That it's imagine a Cheerio that's big, <laughs> like just a weirdly large Cheerio that's. Looks like they just crunched up Oreos and made a cereal ring out of it. I mean, it makes me think of but Cookie Crisp. It can't be, like, any crazier than a Cookie Crisp, I would assume. Well, Cookie Crisp looks like a cookie. This doesn't. It looks like someone mashed up Oreos and then put them into little loops. Well, it's good. when I was choosing the movie snack for the last episode about the trailers, I ultimately chose Strawberry Toast Crunch. Which is okay. I almost chose Blueberry Toast Crunch, but then I also overlooked Donut Shop Cereal. I I actually, I saw that today. Um, Which one? um, And didn't want to, obviously didn't want to talk about it because I saw it um, in the, as I was in the grocery store earlier today, and I was shocked by by the premise of the Donut Shop Cereal. Is it a Captain Crunch Donut Shop? Or is it just Donut Shop in general? It's the classic concept. It's just a big chocolate donut on the box, and it just says Donut Shop. It's not tied in with anything else. I know what you're talking about, that, like, Captain Crunch. There's, like, some... Isn't there some, like, Captain Crunch donut thing? But, no, it's completely separate. It it seems like an 80s cereal, like, almost brought back to life. It seems like an 80s idea for a cereal. Oh, I'm going to get this. Another cereal that I got last week, and I couldn't get... I couldn't in good conscience get both the Oreo cereal and the new S'more cereal that has Golden Grams in it. Ugh. So I had to get them one week after (laughs) another. No, it's actually good. It's... It's they mix cocoa puffs for the chocolate, golden grams, and then just like a, a marshmallow. And it's yeah, it's that's good. probably really good. <laughs> it's, it's it's better than the Oreo cereal. The Oreo cereal is good. So, um, oh, I got another cereal pitch. Um, Manimal cereal. It's got yes! hawks and panthers. Yes. You guys kept talking about how you wanted to like figure out a, a way for Manimal to work as like a rebooted version of itself. And I the, the Ant Man yeah. and the Wasp trailer just dropped, and I was like, man, if you could do like a Manimal like superhero style movie with like like have it have like kind of like the humor of an Ant Man, like where it's not so broad and goofy that it's not taking the material seriously. Like it's not like a parody of Manimal, but like if it had humor, oh, I, wanted to, I wanted to be dead serious. Like, I wanted to be. You want an R rated like serious. Logan Manimal? <laughs> No, I just want more Manimal. I just want more Manimal. I want it to be the exact same. Um, and I'm not going to lie, I just keep watching. I, I made a gif um, of the um, guy hitting the brief, hitting the woman off the bike with a briefcase, and I just keep watching it over and over again. You can- Please upload that to, like, Giphy or some way, so, oh, so that just, like, lives on the internet forever. Yeah, it's there. I posted in the Ramjack group. Uh, Jonathan, I'm going to text it to you because you're one of the people I haven't texted it to yet. So It might show up on my flip phone. Oh, <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> so I don't know. Doing that. Wait, you can try. Did you get a flip phone? Chris and I have the exact same model of flip phone now, which is why I don't have MoviePass. <laughs> I forgot to explain that when Brad last asked me why I don't have MoviePass. But you can't have MoviePass on a flip phone. <laughs> no. You can't. just can't. Can you do it well, through a browser? Just like a basic laptop browser? No. <laughs> no. Don't be dumb. No. Well, you can go to Giphy if it's on Giphy and find it. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I'm no, I'm, I'm going to. I'm emailing it to you now, John. Okay, 
so you have this. Um, sorry, I thought we were talking about movie pass for a second there. You guys also, um, you, when you were talking about Animal, you used the phrase bitch slap about five times, and I have not heard the yeah. phrase bitch slap in quite some time. <laughs> I don't know how else to describe this. <laughs> That's like saying wife. I was wearing a wife beater. <laughs> Friends, it is that super, super special time of the week where we chat about our dear pal Dobie Gillis on the many loves of Dobie Gillis. Are we going to force Jonathan to <laughs> summarize this in 30 seconds? 30 seconds? <laughs> um, yeah, why, would, why wouldn't we? Because we normally do a minute, as Jonathan just called out. Oh, why would we, wait, why no, would we do 30 why, seconds? Why, would, why did you say that in the first place? <laughs> just making sure. <laughs> Guys, every week... What do you mean you're making sure? <laughs> hey, are we going to change the rules for no apparent are reason? We, are we going to fuck Jonathan over completely? <laughs> Guys, it's episode 350, if you haven't already noticed. <gasps> secret and theme. Secret theme. Secret themes. Everybody's getting it, fucked over. Bend over, Jonathan. <laughs> no, so every week we like to you put ourselves against the seconds. clock. Oh, no. You have 10 seconds. No, um, so Jonathan will have a minute to summarize this episode of the Dobie Gillis show um, as accurately as possible. Uh, it's um, called the many loves of Dobie Gillis. Possible. It's not called the Dobie Gillis show. It's called the many loves of Dobie Gillis. Did I say the Dobie Gillis show? Because if I did, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Yeah. Jonathan will have to summarize. You can't stop the music. Oh, as close to a minute as possible. Got it. <laughs> There's anything more triggering? It's that. I, if there is anything more triggering, I should say I don't want to discover what it is. I was watching. You can't stop. Th- oh! I didn't pay good money to hear you say the word you. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Jonathan is going to have... get it. <laughs> Jonathan goes over a minute. Yes. You listen to the show. Jonathan, can you be a brave... Can you be a Braveheart? Ramjack's Braveheart cereal. <laughs> oh, Bravehearts would be an awesome cereal. I am ready. I am Cedric ready. Cedric Sloppios. All right. I'm using go. Google's On stopwatch. Three, two... One, go. This episode of The Adventures of... Nope. The Mini Love So Toby Gillis is known as Love is a Fallacy. Uh, Dobie is torn between uh, Thalia, who is a girl who sort of breaks his heart and gets back with him on a very regular basis, and a new rich girl in town named Whitney, who needs a boy so she can have security. Uh, but Dobie just can't decide because he loves Thalia so much, even though she treats him like fucking garbage, and he tries to get some help from Maynard, but he's no help, and meanwhile his dad and his mom are fighting because his dad wants to murder him and his fucking goddamn sleep. So eventually Dobie decides that he uh, does want to be with Thalia and she says, okay, Dobie, now that we're together again I'm going to teach you about logic and I'm going to make you smart so you can make me money someday because that's all I goddamn care about. And you know, Dobie does eventually get it to the point where he realizes, oh, now that my thinking brain, I realize you're a fucking horrible witch and I don't fucking need you so I'm going to be with Whitney. Oh, but Whitney's with Mater now? Oh, brother, it just looks like another adventure for Dobie Gillis. The end. (laughs) (gasps) <gasps> I have a minute. <laughs> I was thinking you guys were lying, but <laughs> I did it. Jonathan, congratulations. I like to thank Brad. I like to thank Alex. I like to thank the Braveheart Ramjack cereal. <laughs> if you didn't have it to start your mornings, Jonathan, your mornings wouldn't get started. Braveheart. Good morning, cereal. <laughs> Good morning.
I can't believe Good Morning isn't a cereal. That I can was... make a million dollars walking into fucking goddamn General Mills right now. <laughs> First, you write the check for a million dollars, and then you hear the pitch. <laughs> oh, The Adventures of Dobie um, Gillis. So, Brad, you were the one who asked that we watch this during the month of February, because we'll be watching an episode every every time we get together, guys, for this month. Oh, is that really the theme? Pilots or the January? Yeah. It's because Dobie Gillis is a show about love, and February is, is known as the Valentine's Day month. Correct. Secret, secret themes. <laughs> secret secrets revealed. Ooh, bum bum bum. Question: Have you guys ever watched this show before? No, I, I I don't think I'd ever really heard of it. When you first wrote out the name, The Many Loves of Dobie Gillis, I honestly thought to myself, is that a show about a leprechaun? Because <laughs> it sounds like Brigadoon or like an old like Donnybrook, like that's an Irish musical. Oh, hello. Hello, it's me, Dobie Gillis. Oh, you found me pot of gold. Something sort of grandish. <laughs> It's me, an old-fashioned Donnybrook. Yeah. <laughs> Which Jonathan thinks is a musical. No, Donnybrook is a real musical. Okay. That's a real musical. Right. Uh, I also think of Finian's Rainbow, because that has a leprechaun in it. And a white man who is magically <laughs> turned black. <laughs> huh. That's a plot point in Finian's Rainbow. The leprechaun turns an evil, racist white man black. That'll teach you. I don't mean to get off track too much. I, hey, it's but fine. I never it's heard about track. it. I was reading all about it on Wikipedia. Uh, I read about the musical film version with Bob fucking Fosse in it. Now I want to see that. That's oh, wow. called, I think, the Mini Affairs of Dobie Gillis. Uh, yes, that, that's when he's older. That, that came before the TV show. I think the musical was enough of a hit that they were like, let's turn it into a TV show. I listen. If you, if you don't get Maynard, um, fuck off. Yeah, I got no use for Bob Fosse plays the well, friend, that's... but it's not Maynard. It's like a different. Yeah. I think they're also in college in the movie. Yeah, yeah. but again, this is so, pre TV show. Like the guy who played Toby Gillis, like and Maynard was a huge breakout star, right? Because of this show, yeah. people loved Maynard. Apparently, yeah, I love Maynard. Um, so yeah, it ran for like what 148 episodes. At one point, they went to the army. <laughs> Like, they graduated high school, went to the Army, and then went to junior college. They went all over the map. Um, and then they did, like, a couple of TV movies, like, one in the 70s, and then the 80s film is called Bring Me the Head of Dobie Gillis. Yeah. Wow. Something tells me that's yeah. that's kind of like a parody, I guess, or, like, a little bit of an arch it's, angle on it. it I, I, I watched a couple of minutes of that. It's on YouTube. Um I, from what I saw, just fascinating, and I, I I need to dip back in at some point. Does it have like a? I guess maybe Twin Peaks wouldn't have been around. But are they taking it like in a weird, creepy vibe? Or no, 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 because it was that period of time in the eighties when we're, we're when all these people that like watched these shows like ha- having that weird nostalgia because they're getting older. Uh-huh. Um, so that's we did that Return to Mayberry. Sure. We were doing we were doing all those Return movies, and this was just one of them. Uh. Another thing I learned about the show from Wikipedia, apparently Scooby-Doo just pulled from Dobie Gillis. Like, Dobie Gillis is Fred, uh, uh, clearly Maynard is Shaggy, um, and then Daphne and Velma are based on, I think Daphne's supposed to be, like, uh, Thalia, and then there's another character. Velma's definitely Zelda. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Interesting. I I almost, I wanted to pull a Zelda episode, but um, I I think we'll get, I think we'll, we'll, I think we may hit Dobie Gillis again, so, uh... Oh, definitely. Alex just declared so it as the month? theme. <laughs> I mean, I would like it to be the theme if you if uh, if you're down. Um, it seems like everything is available it. on YouTube, like every single episode. Yeah. And like the oh, episode yeah. that we're talking about has 132 views. Like nobody's even watching these. 
perfect Ramjack <sighs> material. <laughs> I love this. Sh- I I remember um I I when this shit I. Nick at Night, when they started showing Dobie Gillis, like, they made it, like, a real thing. Like, it, they had, like, it, they had, like, a Dobie Gillis marathon because it was like, hey, we're Nick at Night and we're going to start showing Dobie Gillis. And it was like, <laughs> I, um, they did, like, a week-long, like, marathon, like, or something. And I was like, this is awesome. I love this. Brad misses those days when you could sit down and watch an old black and white TV show. Like, Nick and I did like marathons every night of the week, I feel like, at a certain point. Like Tuesday was Bewitch Night, Wednesday was I Dream yeah. of Genie Night, or what have you. Oh, but I, man, I I, th- I I like I have a very distinct memory. I wanna say it may have even been like like maybe like the first week of summer or something out of school. And Nick at Night was like going to show like a marathon of Dobie Gillis, and I was like, I am set for this <laughs> fucking week. <laughs> uh, I was so down. Did now? Did either of you watch the five minute like sort of pitch presentation? Like not really a pilot, but like we won. Oh, definitely. It was. I actually thought that was really. I like the show. I think the show itself is really. The actors are really good and very natural for what is. Uh, potentially very hammy. Like, I would close my eyes and it could very easily be a radio show, like that Archie show that you've talked about in the past. Mm-hmm. But there, uh, the actual performances are actually pretty subtle and down-to-earth, and I like that. It's not goofy. Um, but yeah. the, the pitch is really good just because it's very, like, meta. Uh, like, the character of Dobie Gillis is referencing the fact that he is a character, and he's sort of furious that he's being made to look the fool by the short story author, uh, that the show is going to be based on. Um, and you meet all these characters, and they're like, Dobie, if you don't agree to do the show, like, none of us are going to get paid. And he's like, oh, fine, I guess I'll do the show. <laughs> and including the first girl in that uh, pilot in that uh, oh, yeah. pilot pitch is uh, Yvonne Craig, who is Batgirl. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also meet uh, oh, yeah. Dobie Gillis's college-age brother, who apparently only survived for, like, three episodes. Because guess yeah. what? You don't need the brother. <laughs> nope. Nope. No, no thanks. He calls brothers. He calls yeah. Dobie an idiot. Like I think that yeah. happened in Happy Days too. Like they cut the older brother character. Like get him out of here. <laughs> yeah. Went upstairs and never came back. Yeah. Um, could be the same brother traveling through time. <gasps> no. <laughs> another sh- another Secret show. Theme. Secret theme. Here's something. I've been I've been humming brothers of Dobie. I've been humming the Dobie Gillis theme all day. So clearly in my head I've been going Dobie. <laughs> But what do you think unwittingly has slipped into that? I've created a mashup in my own head. What other TV show theme do you think has mutated and formed a new song with Dobie? Huh. Because off the top of... Oh, yes. I was going to say off the top of my head, there was an old jingle to a Donald Duck cartoon that kind (laughs) of sticks to my head. You mean Donald Duck or Mickey Mouse Donald Duck? (laughs) Well, no, the, uh, what is it? Uh, who has a sunny disposition? Oh, I remember that. Yes. No, not that. Donald Duck, that's who. And he, like, goes in between. Part of me thinks that that might be the intro to it. Like, Donald. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I did very explicitly but say what? it was another TV show theme. It's a TV show Ramjack has talked about. Oh. Uh, also, I've been working on a Wikipedia page for Ramjack that's just a list of the Alfios because I wanted a reference for just shows nice. that we've touched on but not covered in full. Nice. Like 227 and uh, Major Dad, <laughs> which is a show you guys uh, have talked about. <laughs> Major Dad. Yeah, it was a show. We did, didn't we do a couple of Major Dads? No, I think you've only I done the so. one. I, I've, I, I'm not finished yet, but so far, um, Major yeah. Dad is very much an island unto itself. I think you didn't like it, there's, right? Like, you really didn't like it. 
There, yeah, we didn't. I didn't like no. it. Um, I will say this: there's a weird sadness I feel sometimes when I look for a show that I'm thinking, "Wow, I'd really like to watch that show for Ramjack at some point as an Alfio," and it doesn't exist. Like you just cannot find any uh-huh. footage of it. Yeah, you mean like uh, I, I never? I didn't think I was ever going to find Auto Man and Manimal. Or, or of course, girls, girls, girls. Don't you want to? Boom, boom. Someday. Some are shooting, some are tiny, some are shoot and some are shiny. I'm gonna have to go to like the national like television museum or wherever the fuck it is to see. What that. was that called? Sugar Girls or Sugar Time? Sugar Time. Sugar Time. Sugar Time. So to answer my own question, I, I was sitting at my yeah. desk today. Uh, dealing with monsters, and in my head I was going, Doby, Doby, she's fantastic, made of plastic. <laughs> I was like, oh no, that's the Small Wonder theme. Uh, Small Wonder falls in love with Doby Gillis. <laughs> Alex, you haven't uh, said anything yet. What is your experience oh. with Doby Gillis? Um, prior to you mentioning it, I had like heard about it a long time ago, like of Nick at Night. Um, but I never knew what it was. But since learning what it was, I was kind of piqued by the fact that it was based on a book or a short stories written by the Max Schulman, who's the guy who wrote the original Debbie Gillis stuff, back in 1945. And I went on my Hoopla library app and thought, could I find the original short stories? Did. Not only did I find the short stories, they also have an audiobook. And I've been listening to that since last week when I watched the five-minute pitch, which was to me was the five-minute pitch for the books and the short stories. Nice. And it's fascinating what they adapt from the what few of the stories I've read into the television show. Yeah, um, be, I would say because I would say that Maynard is clearly a creation for the TV show because in the '40s we wouldn't have had like a beatnik character, right? Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. Even the late he 40s. has friends. Well, the other thing that's neat about the stories, and the author even talks about this in the foreword, Dobie is almost a different character in every one of them. The only through line is that he's crazy about women, but his level of intelligence changes, his age changes. Oh, weird. Sometimes he's in college, sometimes he's in high school. The woman is always different. There's not a reoccurring, like, female. Dobie is merely a vessel for hormonal teenage uh, universal feelings. <laughs> yeah, nice. it's strange. It's almost like you're reading like alternate universe versions of which one is the real Dobie Gillis. Sure. But it's, I would say this, it is good. Like, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It's of its time, and obviously there's some very sexist things from the 40s. <laughs> a lot of like possessive, well, the show goes into this too a little bit. Like, uh, women are possessions, but it's self-aware enough to where I, I don't know yet, because I haven't read a lot of them, whether the author is making fun of that kind of mentality because often the women will not only thwart Dobie, but like Dobie's efforts are always kind of, he, he can't win for losing. Right. And, and the female characters come off as much stronger. And I would say not as flat as they normally would in such a story. I think that's true in the TV show too. I mean, all the teenagers are obsessed with like getting together and like having boyfriends, having girlfriends. It seems like they're all a little equal, except for Maynard. Maynard is like Jughead. He's asexual. He he doesn't want uh, a, a girlfriend at all. He just wants to hang out with Dobie all the time. <laughs> I don't know what's going on there. But the, the, Another... the women do seem very like self-actualized. Like they know what they want oh, and yeah. they reject what they don't want. <laughs> and, in the, and in the short stories, which are again, just awesome. Some of them are just absolutely genuinely hilarious. Um, it it feels oddly modern, 
Like, it seems like you could easily just bring this into, like, any CW show about kids who are also just like, oh, who's going to date who or whatever, like, a, and it would work. Like, it feels like, yeah, it could easily segue into a Riverdale show because it's outside of the use of, like, the Dewey Decimal System in one, <laughs> one of the stories. And, like, even the concept of them, like, calling each other, you could think, oh, they're using their cell phones. Like, it's almost timeless in a way. But it also, because when he's in college or high school, the, the format for that hasn't changed too much. Like, it still feels very... Now, yeah, which is interesting. The TV show seems like, the, especially the, the locations, the format, the plots, you could easily put this on Disney Channel or like Nickelodeon. Like today, I think the characters would be played younger, but like the plots and oh, the dynamics definitely. are very, yeah, uh, I, I could see that happening. Um, I, I could also see, I we've talked we talked about it a little bit, but I don't think. I think a, a case could be made for a Riverdale-style reboot of The Many Loves of Dobie Gillis. Like, just like a kind of like a crazier, weirder take on the source material. I, I, I'd be interested in seeing who what, what someone would do with that. Um, according to the Wikipedia, one of the significance of The Dobie Gillis Show was that it was like the oh, yeah. first American television program About kids. produced on a major network. That featured teenagers as the lead yeah. actors. So really, this is the original Riverdale. But, Wik- but that's Wikipedia besides. is a little confused on that point because there was a show in the '40s about like a teenage girl called like Caroline or something. And so it, Wikipedia seems to be a little confused on that point. It kind of seems like uh, that other TV show probably got to the got to the gate before Dobie. But Jonathan, mm-hmm. I think you're right. As as I was told many times in school. Um, Wikipedia is a jumping point. It's not mm-hmm. fact. Don't cite se. it in it's your papers. Just in, it's just there. Can't cite it in your papers. Don't cite it on your podcast, but we'll cite it on um, the podcast. To talk about um, the TV show proper, I will never get mm-hmm. over how creepy the stunted little potato homunculus cartoon version of Dobie is. <laughs> I can't yeah. stand yeah. this cartoon. Why? Oh, it's so, so We upsetting. see this little freak of nature... Staring through a fucking a fucking peephole in a fucking knotted wood fence, and he turns to us with the most malicious, perverted look of entitlement, and he just invites us. Like, come here, come here, look through the peephole at the many loves of me. I hate this little freak. And well, and then the cartoons of the girls are also very upsetting. Like, oh yeah, they don't look like yeah. people. They look like they have no. masks on. Yeah, they're very frightening. Um, it is upsetting. <laughs> the first like, woman's dressed like a maid, and she has enormous, unblinking eyes. Yeah. And oh, she one that has a, sort of a cyclops that's upsetting me. Oh, yeah. The second one that we see, uh, she has like a box top. She's wearing like a box for a top. But she has like a raccoon mask, and her eyes are just like two like little orphan Annie pupils. One woman's just shaking her ass. <laughs> <laughs> And then, yeah, we see, like, a second woman in an apron, and she's got a creepy mask face. Yeah. Oh, so weird. It's it's strange. It is strange. Another thing that I'll say about this episode in general is I feel like this one particular episode, I feel like there's a lot of, like, of those um, alt-right um, fucking uh, uh, um, logic pedants that are just, like, uh, definitely some proud boys. Like, a lot of that, like like alt-right sort of libertarian um extreme like sam harris um 
uh, internet asshole would just love this episode because it's all about like logic and bullshit and uh, one how women are like you know those are the same people they're like god women always getting so fucking tricky and saying this and that and they don't fucking tell the truth they're full of shit yeah can i I mean it's it's made for them yeah so an interesting point here and we'll get into it more in a second when we actually talk about the segment is in the source material for that because that was part of one of the plots of one of the short stories Dobie is the one trying to teach philosophy to the woman that he mm. wants to pursue and it's really the reverse he oh. eventually oh. she she's kind of yeah she's kind of well she's made to appear not that bright he's like teaching her logic because he's thinking I can't look this woman looks amazing but if we're gonna go steady and things get serious I can't just date an idiot <laughs> so he teaches her logic and then wow. she comes to the point she's like Dobie I understand what you're trying to do. This is stupid. I'm going to go date the other guy who was at the beginning of the story, and it's amazing. Um, so it's kind of weird, and I think almost oddly sexist, that they make her the woman, because it is almost like the conniving woman kind of conceit, when the original yeah. story wasn't that at all. Do- Dobie well, was the one that yeah. was conniving and weird. Yeah. yeah the character I, it's, it's of- problematic every way. Oh, yeah. Either, either way that you sort of set up that gender dynamic. The, the whole thing yeah. is just sort of utterly yeah. ridiculous and old-fashioned. In this opening segment where he's sitting by the Thinking Man statue, which is apparently how every episode opens, yes. uh, the pitch kind of has a, a similar opening. Um, this show also must have cost a dollar to make because half of it is on this very simple park set. The rest of it is either in the general store or the classroom. I mean, it's hilarious how like simple this must have been to produce. Um, but he keeps refer- he says Thalia, Thalia, Thalia. I had no idea what he was saying. I thought he was saying failure, <laughs> failure, failure. <laughs> I keep trying to impress failure, but she oh, she doesn't understand me. I can't, oh, failure. <laughs> failure manager. <laughs> so what the fuck is her name? name? Thalia. It's very 1950s. Um, oh. But yeah, he's just sort of starting. It's episode 22 of season one. Yeah. Um, and he's just, he starts off just complaining. <laughs> He's like, I'm pissed. Yeah. I'm pissed off. <laughs> oh, by the way, Warren Beatty was in this show. Oh yeah, he played a wow. he, he played a rich kid for like five episodes. Apparently, yeah. Dobie had like rich guy rivals who would like kick sand in his face or whatever the fuck. Yeah, Warren Beatty playing a child? <laughs> it's not possible. And uh, I, I know I mentioned is... her, um, um, but the other like major character that's not in this episode is is Zelda, yeah. who was played by uh, Shilia. Um, I think it's cool k-u-e-h-l who was the first um the the first openly gay california legislature legislator oh wow nice what is her name shalia uh sheila oh cool sheila okay um so yeah thalia sort of when we actually get into the narrative of the show she's furious with archie no dobie <laughs> I, I just keep assuming that this is a, a precursor to archie um it's very similar <laughs> and she's mad at him because get here get this uh she's in love with him and she can't stand that fact because dobie is an idiot without prospects I and mean, she's not wrong <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> um she, the, she oh i'm sorry well i was gonna say she talks about how well you're needy with no prospects 
and it's kind of weird when you think about it that my parents have spent so much money to make me so attractive. Um, it's almost weird. It's like you're setting up a bait to catch a really bad fish or like a really small fry fish or something. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what the metaphor she uses. Oh, but yeah. she laughs at it to where I'm like, oh, God. Yeah, it's like, why would Ugh. you spend so much money on the bait when you consider what fish you're trying to fucking reel in? Um, and yeah, she's talking about like her braces. And they keep saying her body. They're like, look at this body, Dobie. Like, fucking look at my body. You know what you fucking have, don't you? And Dobie's like, uh, duh. Yeah, I know what I have. And she's like, well, you, and there's a running gag. They do this in the pitch presentation too. I, I, I have to assume this is in the short stories where he goes, if I he goes, Thalia, I swear to God, if you bring up your father's kidney condition again, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to go insane. <laughs> Cause apparently she brings that up a lot. Like, you know, my father, he has a kidney condition. Yeah. That, I, that one threw me. And I watched a couple episodes of this show to pick out um, the one we were going to talk about today. Um, I, I don't I don't think I caught anything about her father having a kidney condition before this. But they, but she does say that in the pitch presentation, right? Does she? Yeah, they're doing like some sort of easygoing improv banter. And she's like, well, Dobie, you know me and my situation. He's like, yeah, your father. And she's like, my father and his kidney condition. Yeah, his kidney condition. Uh, so it's I, I think it seems to be an ongoing thing. Huh. I just assume that her father is like... Uh, Betty's white-haired rich father who hates Archie. I just, I imagine that character in the place of uh, the father. Um, but we're doing this whole thing where, like, she's she's furious with him and she's trying to, like, break it off once and for all and she gives him back his pin because it's, it's of course, it's the 50s, so you have to pin someone if you want to be with them. Yep. Gotta um, pin them. That's such, like, a thing that, like, I, I, we really have almost no context for whatsoever. Oh no! Like I, mean, I don't really. I don't know what. I don't think there's ever been an equivalent since. Like maybe a Letterman yeah. jacket. Maybe maybe you would have still seen something like that in high school, this, maybe in the '90s. But I don't know if yeah. anyone does that anymore. Like here, wear my Letterman jacket. I mean, I know I've heard it. I've heard talking about it. I think this is the first time I've ever seen a pin in action. And this pin yeah. gets a lot of action. It's, yeah. it's on a chain at one point. <laughs> the the catch on the pin gets broken. The chain gets broken. Oh, poor little pin. I, yeah, I love it. He's like, because uh, apparently she's constantly breaking up with him, and he's very concerned. Hey, if you take that pen off, you're gonna break the catch, and how am I gonna afford to get it fixed? And he's very good. Like, I, I think this guy who's playing Dobie is is very funny because it's just very subtle and like it almost seems improvised. Because he's like, you're gonna break it. Yep, you broke it. Yep, yep, you broke it. That's I, I said you were gonna do it, and you did it. So, oh my God, so Charlie Brown. <laughs> I'm a straight up Charlie <laughs> Brown figure. Um. So, like, she just stalks off, and we go to the classroom, and this is where we see Maynard for the first time. Uh, Maynard's a crazy character. Yeah. He's supposed to be a parody of, like, the Beat Generation, and it's hilarious because he doesn't, like, stand for anything. He's just, like, a goofy... He's basically a a Fast Times at Ridgemont High character who's just, like, kooky and doesn't really know what's going on. (laughs) Yeah, but for 59. Yeah, for 59. It's so adults, like it's it's basically the same as adults making fun of millennials, like or yeah. like hipsters, like beatniks. Yeah, he'd be a hipster lazy, today. Yeah, these lazy, these fucking lazy beatniks. All they want to do is is listen to jazz and <laughs> and space out. Go to go to Virgin Records. Uh, go Wear go to dirty clothes. Look at their phones and play with their tweetsers and their wickamums, <laughs> whatever they play with. He's got like a he's got a crazy look. He's got like his little goatee. His like big sweater shirt. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with this sweater shirt. 
And he's got like a little cool like wristwatch. He looks nothing like the other characters. No one yeah. dresses like Maynard. Yeah. Also, is that a beatnik name? I feel like Maynard's like a country bumpkin name. It makes me think of Mater from the film Cars. <laughs> Look, yeah. I mean, and because of that stigma, I'm not a huge fan of the name Maynard. But the fact that it's Gilligan from Gilligan's Island and that he'll eventually go off with the professor and them, you know, to me, has redeeming quality. This is this. I mean, again, as much as I loved the show when I was a kid, this was my this is the first time I ever heard the name Maynard. And this is what I always associate with the name Maynard. Um, nice. So that, and of course, the film much. Pottersville. Uh, Brad oh is a Brad is a Toby Gillis purist. Uh, we we all just need to understand that he's coming at this from a very pure place. Alex and I don't Absolutely. have that reference. Only well, I maybe I mean I do have the I guess the perspective. Brad, have you read the original stories? I have not. Oh, oh you have not. Well, uh, sad sad fact: the ones I've read, Maynard is not in them. He has a lot yeah. of other friends, but they're not. Obviously, it's he's the main character. Well, so what do we get from this character? Like to show that he's a beatnik. Um, he doesn't pay attention, so, but he's not on drugs. They don't talk about it like being on drugs, of course, because it's the this is the show where the audience, the studio audience, is clearly children, like little, like like that Archie Radio Show. Like there are clearly ten year olds watching that show. I think I and I, I believe I read this somewhere, and I and I'm not seeing it anywhere um, on my quick glance of Wikipedia. But I, I'm pretty sure the reason we have Adobe Gillis show is they wanted to make an Archie show, uh, but they decided to do this instead. I don't know if it's because it was smaller cast or they couldn't get the Archie show off the ground. Hmm. Or, but this or maybe this they heard there was going to be an Archie show and they were trying to combat it, and that's where this came from. So I'm pretty sure Maynard was somewhat based off of a Jughead. Yeah, I mean, the whole thing has a Archie vibe in general. Yeah. Um, I, I know that you, you guys are out of January, but that I sent you that link to the unsold Archie pilot where, like, Archie's, like, an inventor, and, like, I didn't get yeah. past that scene, but it seemed very odd and kooky. Um, I assume the Jughead's in that show, but I didn't get far enough into it, <laughs> um, which maybe say something. It says something. Uh, so in the classroom, we meet the teacher, and I guess the whole joke for the teacher is that he can't stand his choices that led to this moment. <laughs> he seems to <laughs> loathe himself, the fact that he teaches children, and he really hates the kids. <laughs> he does. But at the same time, like, uh, you know, it would be difficult to be that teacher um, when all these students are here to learn, except these three fucking assholes that are stealing everyone's attention. Oh, yeah. The class and can't get enough of it. a little drama going on. Uh, because, like, Dobie's trying to pester Thalia into, like, getting back at them, and she's like, fuck off, Dobie. I'm never going to fucking look at you like goddamn again. And that's when, like, a real child walks in. <laughs> <laughs> this is like a real child. Like, everyone else looks like they're, like, in their 20s. Uh, I guess the guy who plays Maynard looks young. Like, I can maybe buy him as an older teenager, but a child walks in. <laughs> and this he is, is, this is Whitney. two and a half feet shorter than anyone else in the cast. Like, she, she is, is a, a tiny child. Oh, yeah, she's a slip of a thing. She's wearing fur, so automatically, bad idea. Um, but her name is Whitney. She kind of has a weird faux fake rich nouveau riche accent and she's like mm, uh, how do you do how could i even oh <laughs> she's very affected <laughs> it's because she's rich you see yes yes i mean i feel like she should be uh, making some news or something she's so rich <laughs> oh my i don't even know how to make a decision and she walks in and she's like hello teacher shut the fuck up 
who here is a boy? And also, who here can give me security? Because I'm soy insecure. <laughs> it's it's like the first thing she says coming in. It's like, I need security here, you see. My father builds bridges for a living. Oh, Very yeah. good business making bridges, you see. But we move around constantly, so I need security. And I was like, wait, <laughs> is, is her dad like in the mob? Are there people coming after him? Why does Probably. she need security? I'm like a skipping stone across the surface of a lake, I do see. <laughs> it's so bizarre. Well, and she spots um, Dobie and she's like, oh, that's a dum-dum. Yep, I'm going to pick that dum-dum. <laughs> he has no guile whatsoever. Look at him. <laughs> And the teacher's like, please shut up. Please sit down. Please shut up. Please let me teach. I'm trying to teach logic. Please shut up. The science of thinking. Oh, yeah. He says something in Latin, and of course that sets made her off on like a hipster beatnik beat. He's like, oh, a skit scat potato. Delita. So great. Dumb. I love it. Um, oh. We get the continued like romantic drama because Whitney sits down and she's like, hey, dumb, dumb. You're mine now. Your mind, dum dum, and Dobby's like, okay, that sounds pretty cool. And Thaley's like, shh, fucking pump the brakes. Wait a minute, this eleven-year-old is not gonna stalk my territory. <laughs> Dobby belongs to first me. First things first, eleven. My name is Failure Meninger. Learn it. <laughs> um, can we talk about Thalia's dress? Uh, okay. Yeah. What's crazy about it? So it's it's this crazy like stripe pattern, but on closer examination, when you look and you see the white stripes, they have lines going through it, so it looks like a road. Yeah, <laughs> it is. I think so bizarre. I think What's you're hang seeing up, something I... that I don't see, but oh well, I guess I kind of see oh, it. Yeah. Not yeah. only that, there's a lot of weird things happening with the way that the so the the lines are running. Uh, horizontally on the top, but vertically on the bottom skirt, but it's the same material. Yeah. You know, um, you wouldn't know it, but this show is not hosted by three gay men. <laughs> 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 mm, look at that. Let's Here's the focus thing, on this dress. <laughs> Here's the thing. I like that dress a lot. There's something about the pattern that I like, at least in the monotones of the gray. Uh-huh. My question is, what color is everything? Because I was curious. That dress can easily color. go yeah. from hero to zero, depending on what hues. It just, just like bouncing off of it. Yeah, the color's gonna throw that off, because otherwise I don't think it's that crazy of a design. You know Maynard's shirt is gray. If it's not gray, what the fuck color is it? (laughs) (laughs) It better not be fucking blue or red or nothing else. It better be fucking gross, beating it gray. Dobie Gillis can fuck off. That belt is hideous with those pants in this scene. Girl! (laughs) Hideous. Yeah, it has a the the belt is very stark. Yeah, if I you put a tiki that. torch in his hand and asked him to fucking walk up and down a city street, he wouldn't. He wouldn't look out of place. I don't think. <laughs> so he gives her his pin that's now on a necklace because she's scared off the eleven-year-old to go find security oh, elsewhere. Yeah. She's like Whitney, go fucking fuck yourself, Dobie. I'm back with you. And he's like, that's not what you said earlier. And she's like, that's what I'm saying now. So shut up, Dobie. <laughs> go with it, Dobie. She really treats him like shit. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, he's got it on a chain now because he, uh, she broke the catch earlier. Um, Dobie then goes to his parents' grocery store. Not in the books. Not in the stores. <laughs> not canon. There's only one story that I've read so far that even mentions his father, and it's in passing. It's more like his father says, either you can work in our uh, bakery or you can go to college. Bakery. The choice is yours. And of course, Dobie chooses college. But he doesn't know what to do in college. That's the whole other that's Except fuck. Other story, I know I want to fuck. My favorite thing about the general store is there's a big sign that says, please serve yourself. 
Yeah. That sounds like Dobie's dad. Dobie's dad is like this weird... Is he supposed to be like a post-World War... What, what, like, he almost comes off like he's a military guy. Like, maybe he served and, like, thinks Dobie's like a wuss or something. Like, he, he thinks kids in general are just kind of insipid and stupid. Well, it's the 50s, so you so you gotta think he's coming... Uh, we're, we're coming out of uh, depression time, yeah. so... He looks like he's in I, his it's, 50s. It's like a he's stern older. man. But his cut, like, his haircut is military... He's yeah. not so like brutish and grim that he comes off like a like a soldier. Like he seems like just like a goofy sitcom dad. But there's clearly like they're clearly drawing the line of like old generation, new generation. How will yeah. we ever meet in the middle? And the I mom gets to be the peacemaker. <laughs> it, the, for, even for this to be such an old sitcom, like um, and, and I guess we hadn't established a lot of the stereotypes of of the sitcom yet. But this is I feel like this is such. This is a much more nuanced character, um, for a father than anything we would see. Oh, really? For the dad? I think he's actually yeah. pretty cartoony overall. I think he's meant to just make kids laugh because he's so blustery and like I goony I all know. the time. And may- maybe I, I don't know because I watched a couple of episodes, so maybe that's that's what I'm feeding into. But oh, sure. I don't know. I feel like there's there's more layers to 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 him than your standard uh, sitcom dad. Because what's the conversation the mother and the dad are having? Because I forget what that is. Well, she's saying, like, okay, like, stop screaming at Dobie all the time. Also, stop saying that you want to kill him. (laughs) It's weird how you keep saying, you look into a camera that's not there, and you keep saying, I should kill that boy. (laughs) I should, I really should kill that boy. And she's like, don't kill him. (laughs) It is weird that that's his catchphrase. (laughs) It's very strange. And she's like, what's your problem? And he's like, well, he's lazy and he's stupid. All he cares about is like girls and hanging out with his friends. And she's like, well, what were you like as a 17 year old? And he's like, I guess I was also a complete fucking idiot. Checkmate wife. (laughs) I'm still going to kill my son. (laughs) Yeah. Get over here. Let me give you some smooch. And she's like, get out of here. I almost, it almost came off as like, it almost came off as like, let's fuck. (laughs) Like oh, there yeah. was a came little bit of let's like look right here at the store. Let's go back to like the fucking the freezer. Are serving themselves. Mm, let mm, I'll serve you. <laughs> that would have been hilarious if he like went in for a kiss and she went serve yourself. <laughs> Damn. Damn. Hey, I'm trying to buy some of some of this uh, soup. Uh, two for nineteen cents. Uh, could someone ring me up? Yeah, leave serve the money yourself. on the table. We're leave the fucking, fucking in the back. There's a fucking penny jar. Get your change. Fucking assholes. <laughs> Wait, are you Jewish? Are you Jewish? Are you? Tell me. Are you Jewish? <laughs> no uh, Jews. <laughs> oh, and yeah. Like, so that kind of ends. Like, they don't have much of an impact on the plot at all. Like, in this episode specifically, like, they kind of comment on Dobie's condition, but they they don't help him make any decisions, which is good. It's like it's a kids show, so I think for the most part, like, the oh, parents yeah. are just yeah. supposed to be goofy, and we want to get back to the kids as quickly as possible. Um, we don't read anything sinister into I should kill that boy until bring me the head of Dobie Gillis, which I'm uh, sure we'll get to. Pretty good title for a, for a film. Um, I love this little park set. It's very cozy. We go right back. It is. I love that we go right back to the park. <laughs> I, honestly, in it's all my memories, I, I, I never remembered another set. <laughs> I, I bet. Like, it seems like you the kids just hang that, out here. 
that this entire show was just in this little park set, I would have been like, yeah, yeah, that's all right. That's what I remember. Well, and Dobie and Mater never have any money. Like, he's constantly, Dobie's constantly saying to Failure, Failure, we should go on, like, a long walk because I don't have any money. And Failure is like, God, you're such a penniless pop. She calls him a popper about, like, four times. She's like, oh, Dobie, you'll always be a fucking popper. I can't fucking stand you. And he's like, Failure, I'm sorry. (laughs) I love so, calling her failure. I, I, I'm not joking. I was like, her name can't be failure. <laughs> that makes no <laughs> sense. Um, is that why love is a fallacy? Because it's a doomed romance? <laughs> or is her name failure? Um, so Thalia's like, sit the fuck down, Dobie, now that we're back together. Um, I'm sick of you being a goddamn dunce. And I'm going to teach you logic because you can't even remember what the teacher told us to do tonight for your homework. That's the other great thing about Dobie. It seems like he's never done homework. Ever. Yeah. <laughs> ever, yeah. Ever, 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 ever. <laughs> Which is hilarious. Another thing that, um, like, I, I love that is, like, a running theme in this show is that Dobie, like, is this, like, he's just this weird, like, he, he wants to be, like, a philosopher <laughs> or, or a poet. Like, he's got all these, these strange, like, artsy ambitions, but, like, no real interest in work or career or anything. Mm-mm. Yeah, Dobie seems to understand that something is wrong. <laughs> like, these little testimonials, he's looking at us going, what's wrong with either m- me, I guess, or, like, the world? What's wrong? <laughs> Dobie's greatest ambition is to, like, be a constant uh, um, um, liberal arts student. Oh. Perfect. Oh, yeah, definitely. Perfect. Yeah. Um, he's playing with clay in, like, a room. <laughs> it's like, what are you doing, Dobie? Yeah. Um, <laughs> So Thales, love, he's I, looking at that camera no one else can see but nope. him and dad. Him and dad. <laughs> no one else is spiking that camera. I love that Thalia gets such a weird logic boner. Because <laughs> she yeah. is so into this. Like, I am going to make, I'm going to teach you how to think. Yeah, it's this. It's called the science of thinking, you goddamn wingbat. Now fucking sit down. And she's teaching him about all these fallacies, some of which I kind of understand. Some of my don't really understand. Um, like analogies are apparently fallacies. I, I think at one point we get like a really weird analogy lesson. And then she starts quoting Sam Harris and talking about how all Muslims are monsters and should Brad, be executed. It's really weird. That is not what happens. No, that is not what happens. And then she talks about how much she loves Bill Maher. It's very strange. Oh, no, 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 no. And then Gilligan shows up and Gilligan is like, hey, guys, what's up? And Dobie's like, oh, my friend, please talk to me. Thalia is being ridiculous. And, of course, Mater proves to be a constant distraction because all he hears is potential jazz rhythms. <laughs> and finally, Thalia just, like, has a fucking panic fit, and she's like, fuck you both. Take your goddamn chain. <laughs> and Dobie's like, please it's, don't it's... break the chain, Failure. Please don't break it. Oh, you, you broke it. <laughs> you broke the fucking chain. Great. Damn it. I do love so this in this episode it's it's often a conceit in the show where um someone will say like a string of um I would say derogatory uh oh yeah adjectives describing someone and then out of nowhere Maynard comes up and says you rain that is the, I, which is what happened I'm early. mad that he doesn't do it in this episode um no he does yeah, he does yeah. yeah, she's saying something about, Dobie, if you don't learn logic, you're going to be a stupid, <laughs> no good, Stinking dirty, fucking wretch. <laughs> fucker. <laughs> and then out of nowhere, you like, He just comes out of the, yeah. literally out of the bushes, the woodwork. Maynard apparently does, I was reading, Maynard has like, the joke is he kind of appears out of nowhere. <laughs> like, hello. Well, 
He appears in nowhere, meaning he hides in bushes right. until he the opportune he's time a, to come out and say, a like creep. a creep, you rang. What are you doing here, Maynard? Oh, I'm collecting tinfoil oh for my God. tinfoil ball. That's the size of... <laughs> and, and Thalia... I don't even like, know what to compare it to. Dobie's, like, really engaged with it. He's, like, he's turning to failure and going, like, oh, you don't even understand. Like, Maynard has a big ball of tinfoil. And Thalia's like, <laughs> all right, I'll bite. What the fuck do you do with your tinfoil ball? And he's like, I get more tinfoil and I make the ball bigger, failure. God, yeah, you're so stupid. Dobie, live with me. Marry me, Dobie. <laughs> Are you a leprechaun, Dobie? <laughs> I hate Dobie. I, do. I, I love when, when she's going through logical fallacies and she's, um, there's a point where she's like um so you might say that uh, um it would be good for someone to do exercise and they're like oh yeah great exercise is great blah 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 and it goes on and she's like no that's a logical fallacy it's like oh, okay <laughs> you must say it's it's such a weird presentation yeah of, of logical statements that is so archaic and of its time and well it makes I, sense she's like she's like if you just say exercise is good like as a universal truth that's not true because some people are like frail and if they like try to overexert themselves with exercise that like you can't just say like one thing is good for everyone but the right. way it's presented is yeah a little like oddly stiff yeah. <laughs> super yeah. roundabout and probably not the best way to present it no yeah maybe it's, not even the most accurate way to present it but, but yes that bit leads into into uh, um, Dobie and Maynard getting under this weird tangent about who has the biggest calf muscles in the school. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, Dobie has the and, attention span of a gnat. <laughs> yeah, because Dobie's like, oh, I've got the second biggest calf muscles in the school. And Maynard's like, oh, well, who's got the biggest? And they name somebody. And he's like, yeah, but my, mine are harder. And that's what matters. Well, it's very... <laughs> I don't mean to be, like, goofy about this, but it is oddly homoerotic. <laughs> Like, I just imagine all these, like, this show is so white. Like, that pitch presentation with everyone in the same shot, I was like, oh, so many white faces. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I imagine, like, 19 white boys who all look like Dobie and then Maynard, like, in short shorts, just being like, look at my legs. Like, feel my legs. Like, no, that's not hard. Like, you want hard? Like, feel this. Feel this, Dobie. That's hard. <laughs> Yeah, you and those noodle legs. Fill these calves. I wish I was in the universe of this show and you just saw me in the background going, uh. <laughs> just in the locker room, me going, what is happening? Whoa. <laughs> I'm so boned up right this, now. This, this really big calf muscle that's all soft. Oh, wow. Yeah, Jonathan, come what over here. That? Feel these legs. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's, that's pretty hard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Now feel these. Wow, that's like weirdly soft. Now feel this. A, such a big calf. <laughs> hey, hey, Jonathan, who's the hardest? I don't know. My dick's pretty hard, but it's really the girth that matters. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Caleb has fucking hard, but I, I've got girth. Oh, man. Cut to the classroom scene. The principal is committing suicide. <laughs> or the teacher. The teacher, I should say, not the principal. Um... The, the, it's just more they do the exact same joke because um, oh yeah sorry but most important thing when we come back to this classroom what is this child wearing um, she's become Christina Ricci in Pan Am <laughs> she's yes exactly she's going to be telling us all about the emergency exits <laughs> in she, this outfit is she a bellhop is she a, a nymph <laughs> she's She's incognito, <laughs> so that no one notices her, So she, because she's without safety presently. I say, well, um, my Jackie-O glasses. 
another question that only goes to the two of you and to no one listening. Um, what's Bobby Wargs doing sitting behind her? <laughs> Wait a minute. Hold on. I think Dobie looks like Bobby Wargs, but hold on. And I'm going to have to find a shot of who you're talking about. Hmm. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll see if I can get a, get a screenshot. Oh. <laughs> this looked like... This is the person who would be sitting behind Whitney, yes. you said, in the classroom. Okay, right now I don't even think... I'm not at the point where Whitney's here yet. Oh, come on, guys. Hold on. Uh, I guess that looks like Bobby? <laughs> He's got crazy I, there hair. Was one, there, was one, there was one scene oh. where we looked really like... Um, one shot, anyway, that looked really like him. I'm trying to find that again. Maybe it's Bobby's grandfather. <laughs> Dobby <laughs> Doby so Warwicks. <laughs> um... Uh, so, yeah, they basically play out the exact same joke structure because Thalia has broken up with Dobie leading into the classroom scene. Dobie turns to Whitney and he's like, hey, are you still looking for security? And she goes, oh, you know I am, darling. Mm, yum, yum, yum. And Dobie's like, great, I'm your man. And Thalia stands up and she's like, hey, child, what the fuck did I goddamn say to you yesterday? Fuck off. I know I'm wearing the same dress. But and you're wearing a completely different outfit. I'm wearing my road dress for the second day in a row. But stay the fuck away from goddamn Dobie. And Dobie's um, like, oh, okay, Jonathan, you're, great. you're looking at a different scene, Jonathan. I am. Uh, I hate to correct you, but uh, failure's coming on point with a brand new dress that um, I think is an improvement over the road dress. Are you serious? It looks very similar. Oh, just, I'm very like serious spotted? about fashion, friend. I am in this. I am in the right scene because it's just after the Logic Park scene. Well, yeah, she brings. You ground yourself on the Pan Am outfit, so you know you're in the right scene. But it's a different dress. Okay, so I just it looks very similar. Okay, Queens. It does look, it does look similar, but there's enough of a difference where you should have noticed. Um, it's harsh, fine. harsh Queen commentary. <laughs> well, this dress has no stripes. That's the leave me alone. It has interlocking shape. <laughs> God, I'm not your Dobie Gillis. You can't just beat me up and throw me around like a ragdoll. <laughs> I am not the Dobie Gillis of this podcast. But it is, I guess the only thing that this, because it is the same joke. It but, is. But um, Pan Am is basically <laughs> like, okay, I, I got to find someone else. Dobie's too wishy-washy. Um, I don't understand the scene that comes after that with, oh yeah. So Dobie comes in and, and him and Pops, he goes back to the general store because he he's going to go back out with a date. This scene is basically um, just a repeat of the first general yeah. store scene because it's just like dad you don't get it and he's like well you're an idiot and then Dobie just leaves to go on his date well because because mom's is like hey um you can't say your your son's an idiot you guys need to to stop um fighting and try to understand each other so i demand you have a conversation for once in your fucking lives oh yeah well and the dad well, first is like thing is f- oh yeah well, I was going to say, first things first, don't kill our child. We've invested too much time at this Please point, don't. and there's too much energy. You're not going to kill him. Maybe if you talk to him, you won't want to kill him. Right. And he says to Dobie, you're not going on your fucking date. I'm bonding with you. <laughs> and Dobie's like, I'm not doing that. And <laughs> it's, it is a funny joke of just like, fucking sit down and bond with me, you piece of shit. I will murder you. How can I bond with you, Dad, when you got those soft calves? <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> You wimp. Uh, cut right back to that park scene, that cozy, cozy park set. Um, fa- failure and Dobie are just, you know, hanging out. Are they back together again? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, right, because she was like, stay the fuck away from my man, Pan Am. And Pan Am shows up with two crazy dogs. 
because she's a nouveau riche. Um, she's got a big old hat on. She's full Jackie O. Oh, and it's, it's kooky. It's kooks. Um, and she's like, mm, hello, and titty titty ta 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 for now. Hello. And Dobie just basically has this revelation where he's like, oh, Thalia, you don't need me to teach, you don't need to teach me logic anymore. Like, I know exactly what you're talking about. And he gives her, like, a couple of examples. He actually starts pissing her off a little bit because everything that comes out of her mouth, he just is like, no, that's a fallacy. No, no, no. It's, I mean, I, if, if these cats had had Twitter back then, oh, oh the fun they could have had. <laughs> the feuds, the feuds. Oh, just pointing out logical fallacies. Mm. And he's like, I gotta fucking leave you, Thalia Failure, because... You're always going to treat me like shit. And I, it logically, it doesn't make any sense for me to keep coming back to you. So well, thank you for that. setting me free. He's like, listen, you love money. Um, I don't got money. Oh, yeah. So logically, the thing that's going to happen is you're going to find a guy with money and then break up with me and I'll be heartbroken. So I break up with you. Yeah. But, I mean, but in a sense, saying like, you're a shitty person. I know that you're going to leave me for shitty reasons. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> And then she goes over, he goes over to Whitney and he's like, hey, are you still looking for security? And she's like, no, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm a baby Eartha kit. No, <laughs> I've found my security and it's in the well, form of Gilligan. <laughs> well, but no, she says, I can't be with you. It's too late. It's too late. Um, you've learned how to think. And I, now I know I can never trust you. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's, that's exactly it. Um, and Which Maynard shows is, up and he's like, is he, he's dressed nice, which is crazy. <gasps> Uh, oh yeah, but Maynard dressed nice is the schlubbiest of schlubs. Oh, oh yeah, he looks like he's a character in Office Space. <laughs> oh, it's great. It like that tie <laughs> is just bonkers. I love it. And it kind of ends with Dobie sort of shrugging his shoulders and going, "Oh man, I've been fucked over by the universe again." <laughs> but I, I love though that when like when Maynard arrives. And Dobie's like, oh, you two were together? He's like, oh, are you, are, were you trying to get with her? Um, I'll break up with her. It's fine, Dobie. Oh, yeah. He's <laughs> like, whatever you want, dude. Like, come on. Let's be fucking bros forever. <laughs> let's grow old together. Like, I'll take care of you and bathe you. I was just I was just trying to hook up with her because you were with Thalia. And it was so lonely. <laughs> so, I had nothing hard to touch. <laughs> and like... They, they cut the, the little outro is them both at the thinking st- thinking man statue the thinker it's not the thinking man statue <laughs> oh the thinking man it's a regular statue. thinking man oh, statue it's a regular Rodan's man. the thinking man statue <laughs> hello I'm the thinking man the man with a brain considers a thought <laughs> and the outro is just them in front of the statue and they've they've they're both confirmed bachelors again. <laughs> <laughs> and Maynard is just like, it's just the two of us, Dobie, forever, for the rest of our lives. And Dobie's like, yeah, that's what I'm afraid of, buddy. <laughs> As I've told you many times, I'm not gay or bisexual. <laughs> I will not fall in love with you, Dobie. <laughs> do, do you or like my, my, my cut-off sweatshirt, Dobie? No, no. Your, your weird sleeves. shirt sleeves, your crazy shirt sleeves. No, I don't like them. <laughs> Trying something new. Um, and then we get the... Uh, I don't know why we have the cartoon again, but before the credits, we have to watch this creepy cartoon. Just be like, hi. I'm Dobie's hey. darkest self. Hey, come over here and look through the peephole. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be back in a minute. Your sponsor's message here. <laughs> <laughs> God. 
It's unsettling. And that's it. That's it. That's the app. Who won and who lost? Uh, it'd be easy to say Dobie loses probably in every episode. Oh, yeah. I would say maybe Thalia lost because she was dumped by Dobie. <laughs> and when you get yeah. dumped by Dobie, that's a pretty low day. Oh, yeah. It's harsh. It's harsh. So I would think... Uh, who won? I would say Whitney because I, I actually think Maynard is kind of cute minus the goatee. And I think she wound up getting exactly what she wanted. And I think she'll be totally fine until she has to leave for a new town. I think I think she won out with exactly what she wanted. Just a big dum dum. Just a big old dum dum. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, best dressed, worst dressed. <laughs> oh boy. Nothing stuck out as particularly bad to me. I mean, Dobie's belt khaki combination is pretty heinous. May- Maynard has his style, so you can't really judge his like very uniform style. But I, I, we ha- there's so many outfits that that Pan Am wears. Uh, I mean, we yeah, we got fur, we got Pan Am, and then we got that hat, floppy hat sweater combo. Oh, at the end with the dogs. Yeah, I didn't think that looked too too crazy. Actually, I thought it looked kind of. She looks like <laughs> well, with the scarf around her chin, it looks she weird. Has a straw hat. <laughs> Yeah, but at the same time, it's like the 50s. So what are you going to do to a certain extent? I know we say like, uh, it's the 80s, blah, 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 blah. But I don't know. I think overall, she's trying to look older, I think. And that's sort of the odd effect that we're getting here. Um, oh, yeah. She's almost dressing like a widow like out on the town with her dogs. Um, I don't think that's nearly as crazy as the Pan Am outfit. I don't know what the costumers were thinking with that. That's That's not rich. That doesn't make me think rich. I don't know if Pan Am is, is best or worst dressed. Uh, <laughs> See, <laughs> like, I, it's not best. So Come on, Brad. It's not best. It, it, extreme not does best. not equal best. <laughs> I would say it's worse just because of its inappropriateness for school. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's very inappropriate. She's trying way too hard. She's a tiny child trying to pass off as a teenager. She might as well be dressed like just, a Native yeah. American or a construction worker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, both wouldn't surprise me any more than Hold this on. does. Let me go back True. to her first appearance just to see what oh, she's... That fur. that fur. yeah. I would and say... The feather hat. She doesn't look any... I think Pan Am outfit actually is less crazy than the fur because the fur accentuates how bony and tiny she is. She looks like the fur... It looks like the fur is going to weigh her down. <laughs> it's not appropriate. Like the fact that it's fur is not appropriate, of course. But she's trying to dress like a sixty-year-old, like trust fund widow. It doesn't make any sense. It's crazy well, looking. Plus the, plus the dress she's wearing, or what we can see of the dress underneath the fur, doesn't look like it goes with fine fur. No. As well. So I would, I would almost say that the fur is the worst. Outfit. Also, because it's fur. Yeah. Um. I mean, it's easy to give fur the automatic worst dress. Um, can I just say, um, I looked it up, and Pan Am is a year older than Thalia. Impossible. Impossible. Oh, man. Talk about, like, just how people grow. <laughs> just how people's bodies change. She, she looks, honestly, like a Shakespearean boy actor playing the she role of, like, a girl. 18. She was 18. Yeah. She looks like she is 14 years old. Yeah. Like, it looks like it's right before you would hit that, like, puberty, like, bump. However, that's going to express itself. 
She looks like a little boy in a Shakespeare play. <laughs> is she? She's the worst dressed. Yes. But are we going to give it to? We're going to give it to the. I say let's give it to the fur. I'm always. Which begs the question. The begs the question. Who's best dressed? Best dressed. It didn't seem like we disliked the Thalia road dress. I think we needed to know what the colors were, but we'll never know that. So that's not an un- that's not a fair question to ask. To me, it was always failure's game to lose because every dress that she wears, I like. I like the last dress. See, that's Brad. I was about to say the last dress takes the cape. Brad, it's, queen. It's very pretty. <laughs> we are on the same page, queen. Work, queen. <laughs> So are we wrong, Jonathan? Uh, so what are we saying? Who else is who is dressed better than Failure in the last scene with that awesome? Is that a floral print dress? Whatever it is, it's working for her. It's like this is a nice, cool dress. Uh, yeah, that's the best of her three dresses uh, by far. Yeah. Anytime we see the back of Dobie's shirt, <laughs> I know it's pleated, but it looks like the pleat goes all the way down the back, and it makes me feel like there's another set of buttons back there, and that makes me unsettled. Like a butt flap? Like, <laughs> like a weird butt flap? <laughs> Oh my god, you're right. Like a back... It's just like you just unbutton the back of it, and you can either exit the front or the back. It's up to you. Or the buttons on the front might be fake buttons. I don't know what's going on with it, but it bothers me. I almost was going to say worst dressed just for that, but I can't fault it on fabric. It's just how it looks like it's constructed. It seems like in every episode on this side, uh, on these like videos on the side here, Dobie's wearing this outfit a lot. Mm-hmm. At least in The Chicken from Outer Space, which you two should definitely watch. You should definitely watch the episode that's called The Chicken from Outer Space. And oh, you should definitely awesome. jump to Market. the season where they're in the Navy or where in the uh, Army yeah. or whatever. Wow. How do you find a woman in the Army or Navy? Uh, apparently pretty easily. <laughs> um, I, don't think they, I don't think they actually ever, like, I think they just go to, like, training and then, like, they get kicked out or something. Oh, but I, I think mean, they're there for a full season. Maybe. Um, the the musical, the movie, The Affairs of Dobie Gillis from 1953, I can't get it through the library, and you can't even rent it through Amazon. You have to buy it through Amazon video. Might be worth it. How much is it? Well, it's 10 bucks. I bet it's on YouTube, though. That would be something that would be on YouTube, right? You would think? I don't know. Surely. But so, it might be something someone can buy and then capture and then send to people. I don't know. I don't know. We'll Who could say? Um, oh, you can rent it through YouTube for 10 bucks. Well, at least capitalism is consistent today. <laughs> if I want to watch Bob Fosse run around as Dobie Gillis's Bob Fosse, of all people. Um, I bet it's not nearly as charming as the TV show. So, Thalia Best Dressed, Fur Whitney Worst Dressed. Mm-hmm. There Def you go. Out. There you go. And that's this... And that's... That's this... This... Uh, viewing of Dobie Gillis. I'm pretty sure we're going to be watching more. I've seen a few episodes since this because I'm obviously on the Dobie Gillis uh, rabbit hole at this point, oh, yeah. having read the stories, the source material, and like, so I let the episodes run. I watched one about a science that's chemistry based that's pretty hilarious and also strange. Oh, is that the Love is um, a Science episode? I don't know the name of it, but it also borrows elements from one of the short stories I read, but also in a weird way that's not in the original way. I I would enjoy Um, watching Dobie Spreads a Rumor, The Right Triangle. Uh, Let's see. Taken to the Cleaners is a pretty good title for an episode. But again, The Chicken from Outer Space, pretty great. Can't wait. Cannot wait. Yeah, yeah. There's one called Prettiest Collateral in Town. (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) Weird. Rockabye Dobie. 
I yeah. We, we, uh, listen, oh, no, that one has Don Knotts. We're gonna turn into a, a Dobie Gillis cast. It's gonna be uh, Manimal and Dobie Gillis every week. Uh, Rock by Dobie has Don Knotts, so there's that. Ah, uh, so many, so many. Um, I'm looking at my downloaded videos in my YouTube app. Because I have YouTube bread, so I can download anything off YouTube to just have. Cal- calm down. Um, I got the Dobie Gales episode. Um, I have the Adventures of Super Pop. I have Revenge of the Nerds and the Free Spirit. Oh, oh um, no. Stuff. Clear that out. <laughs> I have Mark Summers' Mystery uh, Magical <laughs> Special. Um, oddly I have oddly some, cozy. Uh, oddly, I think back on that, I'm like, that's a cozy little episode of TV. That is not a TV show, but <laughs> it's very odd oh, and yeah. very cozy to me. <laughs> I also have the Beach Boys make it big after hearing it oh. on one of your podcasts, Jonathan. Oh. A beautiful song. That's an amazing um, and song. I, I also have Cement Mixer. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's a good song, too. Just thought I would throw that out before we ended the episode. What is that? Cement Mixer. Putty, putty. <laughs> I don't know what they say. Cement Mixer. Putty, putty. Very catchy. And then it's just nonsense. Well, not nonsense, oh. but like a stream of just consciousness of just words. Can make it big end out this episode just so I can hear make it big. <laughs> I know I can hear so it whenever I want. Oh, it's so good. It opens the uh, Beverly, True Beverly Hills movie, which I haven't seen since I was a kid. But the best part is the Ren and Stimpy animated intro set to the Beach Boys song, what? Make It Big. Yes, that's right. It has an animated intro. And I think we all know that the best comedies from the 80s and 90s have animated intros. Like Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Mannequin. <laughs> Don't forget um, Christmas Vacation and obviously oh, yeah. Troop Beverly Hills. Clearly, clearly. Um, guys, thank you so much for listening to Ramjack. It's been a fun time. Jonathan, thank you for joining us Pot-ty on the show. Pot-ty. <laughs> um, where else can we find you, Jonathan? So I'm on Twitter. Alex, you're not following me. Um, and my Twitter handle is J-O-N-P-E-R-N-I-S-E-K. Brad is following me. Alex is not. And uh, I have a profile for my podcast, which is at the trailers pod at the trailers is a podcast hosted by myself and Brandon Shockney. We deconstruct and rate the latest in movie trailer releases. I, I have no idea if either of you has written an iTunes review. I'm going to blindly choose to believe that you have <laughs> because that's what friends do. Good friends. Right. Definitely. Right. <laughs> Alex is not following I, me on Twitter and I, but yeah, the, at the trailers podcast, at the trailers podcast, at the trailers podcast. <laughs> Please Jonathan listen. And I will Our numbers are terrible. As soon as possible. <laughs> really? Your show's great. Oh, it's it's great, but it's very it's in a very crowded market. It movies. It's just movies. <laughs> Where's your website? Our website? The Lipson website? Just found it. Or the iTunes page? Oh, I just found it. Both of them. Are you coming? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Um, uh, yeah, I would say, um, I would say the Rude Dudes Network. Is that what you have at the top of your album art? It says Rude Dudes Presents. Rude Dudes Presents the Network is probably what you should name your network that. when you start making all these shows on the same I'm sorry, feed. what? Rude Dudes Presents is the name of the <laughs> network? <laughs> Rude Dudes Presents the Network. <laughs> you could also, you could also do Pied Pipers. <laughs> the choice is yours. How rude... By the way, is still averaging about three to five hundred downloads like every other day. That is awesome. And it's like I, I crazy. Remember, I, I know Matt Should've was telling me about it. the Twin Peaks numbers um, back in the day when, like, long after we had finished the series before it came back. Oh, yeah. And it was insane. Every now and then, like, someone, like, just it, very rarely, we had someone recently just be like, I just finished the podcast. I'm like, 
it's been done since like July of last year, but that's great that like you found it. Like that's the only reason I'm keeping it up. Maybe it'll make me famous. <laughs> also, they just renewed yeah, Fuller House yeah, again. Yeah, yeah, How is that even yeah, possible? Yeah. Kids love it. You know that. You you said yourself that like you went to that camp or whatever and kids like couldn't shut the fuck up about Fuller House. Oh yeah, well they yeah, they were talking about a lot of stuff. I couldn't get through the first episode of season three. They did a musical segment, like a, a musical number, and I, I wanted to fucking crawl out of my own body. That's crazy. No, thank you. That is crazy. Uh, guys, how would people reach out to you if they wanted to reach out to you? Ramjackpodcast.com is our website. Go there and find out everything. Who do you call? What's the email address? What are we doing with all those old episodes? What did we go out on in past episodes? Find out on that wiki page. Go to the Facebook group. Be a friend, be a buddy, be a pal, be a chum. And we, this was a, you know, this was an Alfio, which means, uh, and how is an Alfio specifically defined? Like a TV show that's just being touched upon either once yeah. or just briefly? Um, well, the rules of an Alfio, I would say, well, we're, we've already, I'm assuming Brad's game, Jonathan, you can come back anytime you want, but I think we're going to ride Dobie Gillis out for all of February, correct? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I don't know if that's Alfio tends to be a glance, like it's yeah, one and right. done. Well, so I don't know. This might be a new thing. Like the Wikipedia page be... that I've created for the Alfios, like the TV shows that didn't get like Mr. Belvedere style coverage, um, like that that point. Like I consider Perfect Strangers and Punky Brewster to sort of be within that realm, even though you did cover a lot of Perfect Strangers and more than a few Punky Brewsters. Um, Oh, yeah. If you want to go through those archives, uh, some episodes, there's Knight Rider, My Three Sons, Dragnet, 227, Major Dad, uh, Charles in Charge Season 2, which I forgot that you guys actually dipped into, but you did an outfield yeah. of Season 2, the show that you claimed didn't exist. And yet, it was fan exist. fiction. It was a fan film. Mm-hmm. We found it on YouTube. Oh, wow. <laughs> and of course, go back to episode 346, where we talk about Revenge of the Nerds and Free Spirit. Oof. Rock solid sorry coverage. sorry I missed that episode. Don't forget, you guys did. Ramjack properly covered the cape, correct? Yeah, <laughs> in its uh, entirety. Okay. Yeah, base. Yeah, but that has its own page. If we did the whole thing, like the cape has its own Wikipedia page. So there you go on that. And the uh, is... the complete list of closer stingers, the echo effect lines, is basically complete at this point. <laughs> a lot of a lot of little weird chunks of lines that I haven't been able to make out. But I, I, the thing I, I is basically finished. It's it's basically finished. God, it amazes me how long we've been doing this show. Friends of the podcast include Cold Chain, (laughs) Keith, Keith, of course, Keith. We remember Keith. Keith. Rex and Rita, Werner Herzog. There's a World's Greatest Human section. Brad, I I watched the the first episode of the new season of Catfish. Uh, Insane. How was it? Insane. So good. Everyone's catfishing everybody, Jonathan. I don't know if you've gotten on that train or not. Oh, I've heard. Um, Jessica Fletcher was the 2016 Human of the Year, World's Greatest Human. Who wound up being the 2017 World's Greatest Human? Has that been decided? Um, <laughs> Your first World's Greatest Human, do you remember? Megan Fox. Oh, goodness. Do you know who the next one was? <laughs> George Clooney. Do you know after that? <sighs> I don't remember. After El- that. Elizabeth Berkeley. Yes. 2013, yes. Dr. David Hasselhoff. Mm-hmm. 2014, do you remember? Singer. Nancy Newman? Yep. 2015, nice. Jughead Jones. <laughs> um, I think that would have been maybe pre-Riverdale. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you chose Jughead way before. And then 2016, Jessica Fletcher, of course. 
So the last couple years, type in, fictional characters. If you type in Nancy Newman into a search and Ramjack comes up on the first page, I wonder if Nancy Newman has been to the website. Uh, I mean, we know Laura Wimsett's been to the website. <laughs> oh, man. I still have screen grabs of all of those pages. <laughs> nice. Let's let it boil over. Let's just let that... I mean, everybody's got to go sometime. Mm-hmm. When that happens, we'll... Did we really not do figure out choose the world's greatest human? I th- I don't think we did, mate. That seems we crazy. That. You gotta like How did that happen? Yeah, do a retro like a in hindsight. Uh, yeah. World's greatest I, human. I, that seems w- wrong, though. I I. Uh... We started the show in two thousand and nine. Right. It's almost been a decade. That's yeah. crazy. Ten years of our lives chronicled here. Definitely. Wow. <laughs> wow. And guys, if you're in your car listening to this, the latest episode of Ramjack, and you hear a quiet little voice just behind your shoulder in your periphery, don't worry, I'm not even here. I'm, I'm there. there. I'm a ghost. I'm a spooky ghost. Got <laughs> a soccer ball. You're a murderer. <laughs> You're a murderer. Brad, do you want to invoke the rule of a dozen? <laughs> Maybe get one more uh, post-queen, post-lady, iron post. Oh, oh no. There it is. I, I don't, should, I, should I turn myself in for murdering a child in the street? Oh, I don't know. Oh. He said he was there, but then he was there. I don't I, I even... could have sworn he was here, but he's there. Oh, talk to the lawyers. What do the lawyers say? Uh, it's so hard making oh. decisions. Get to get when to Jiminy. Woman in the seventies. Get to Jiminy Critic on the phone. Oh, Jim Jiminy, I I we used to yacht together and burn hundred dollar bills and then Boof. put them out on the foreheads of of little Vietnamese children. Boof. <laughs> <laughs> the same guy who went into uh, the Watergate hotel that says, I think they broke into the Watergate hotel comes in. It's like, I think that man ran over that kid with the soccer ball. <laughs> Thank you, black exposition security guard. Yeah.